Good morning. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Today's show brought to you by Toyota. Think you know high school basketball? Think you are the like expert when it comes to local sports? Well, go to countysportszone.com where you can pick the winners and earn points to see where you stand on the leaderboard. Only at countysportszone.com, presented by your local Toyota dealer. Coming up on the program today, <clears throat> ooh, got a little 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 tickle there. Former uh, MLB GM, the athletic analyst, as well as Sirius XM MLB Network Radio, among other places. Jim Bowden's going to catch up with us, talk about what the Orioles have done, what they still could do, what to make of the Bobby Witt extension. Does it factor in to any of the decisions that the Orioles could be making now with new ownership? We'll discuss all of that. Later on this hour, former Ravens D.C. Don Wink Martindale. He knows a thing or two about new Ravens D.C. Zach Orr. We'll talk to him about what he expects after Zach Orr's very quick rise to becoming defensive coordinator in the NFL at just 31. Uh, I have no idea if we're doing a pick segment today or not. No clue. This, uh... This was one of those good ideas that just does not appear to be executing, unfortunately. But um, it's what it is. And if for some reason there's a way to do it, we'll do it. But if we're just doing it for funsies, then we're not doing it. That's not something we do. We don't do shtick. Every, everyone's in. Everyone's in. Who's everyone? Uh, everyone but, I guess, the one person that's supposed to join us. Yeah. So everybody else has said yes. Yes. Confirmed. Yes. Well, see if one of them wants to <laughs> hop on. I love Ken, and like, don't get me wrong, but there's no point to him coming and doing picks if there's there's nothing to play for. Like, we just don't do that type of, of thing. None of us have any idea. We're not giving expert opinions. We don't have a clue. The point is to to do do some shtick. And if it, if Ken can't do, I'm not. I'm still confused as to what Ken can't do. Like, I understand if it's some extraordinary amount of food. If there's something, is there something specific he's not allowed to eat right now? Like. Is he not allowed to eat? If he's not allowed to eat bread, he's not allowed to eat bread. That's, that's one thing. But I'm confused as to what. Like, we we purposely didn't do, like, a billion calorie thing. So I'm confused. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm just a man looking at another man trying to find out what the deal is. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if we'll do a pick segment or not. We'll figure it out. Well, we have everybody's picks. We do, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll just make some picks. I'm not I'm not really sure. It's a it's an awkward spot to be in. And then uh, later on in the program, uh, Kenny Amatololo. We'll catch up with him, former Navy head coach, of course. He's now the head coach at San Jose State, and things are a bit different for him in his new role. You know, he's one of my uh, favorite human beings on the face of the planet. So it'll be good to catch up with uh, Coach Kenny Amatololo to talk about his new gig. Uh, back in the head coaching department at San Jose State. So all of that coming up on the program today. Um, The one thing that seemed to be going around yesterday, and I had a couple people ask me about it, and I don't have like a 15-minute rant to do about it. I I feel like I would offer no more than a minute. No, that's not true. I'll offer a prolonged thought. No. No is always going to be my answer. Probably. I mean, I, I guess give me a status update on all these other things, but I'm going to tell you, I don't care that Trevor Bauer wants to play for the league minimum. I don't care. 
I, we, we talked about this when that video came out. Yes, it's a very compelling argument that Trevor Bauer may have been set up, but the part of it that you still can't deal with is he still agreed to participate in something that would be violent towards a woman. You can say that doesn't make it illegal. That's fine. I'm not comfortable with it. Now, I'll go a step further. The part that's not addressed in that video is there were three other women that made accusations towards him. And is it possible that they're all made up? That there were four different women that were all out to get Trevor Bauer? Maybe. I can't say they're, that it's impossible. I, how would I know? But this is not someone that's already on your team that you have to do your due diligence about. You have the ability to say, no, we don't need that. Nah. We're, we're good. We, we, don't, we don't need to do this. We can do anything else. It doesn't need, there is nothing that requires us to have Trevor Bauer on the team when we don't know the story on all of these other things. It would be a remarkable coincidence for all of these to have been setups, for all of these to have been schemes. It would be an unbelievable coincidence if that were the case. But I still can't tell you it's impossible. Maybe it is. But that's an awful lot. And so my answer would continue to be no. I mean, if you had access to every ounce of information, I mean, there would still then... Even after that, there would still be questions about where is Trevor Bauer three years removed from playing baseball? There would still be other, like, it, uh, there was word that everyone in the Dodgers clubhouse hated him. There would still be an awful lot of things that you'd have to do even more due diligence about. And so the easiest thing for me to say is no. And the, the most easy thing for me to say is just because a narrative was set by one video doesn't mean that's the entirety of the story. In the same way, to be fair, that a narrative was set originally that wasn't the entirety of the story. And however it comes out for Trevor Bauer and his legal dealings, that's, it's not something that I need to deal with. And as I've said a million times, as a fan... The easiest thing I can ask for is don't make it complicated for me to consider whether or not I can root for somebody. We just talked about this. Uh, who was it that somebody brought up recently that I couldn't re- – it was, was it Clevenger? Was um, that who it was that I, had a – I mean, I know we talked about Clevenger. I, I feel like we had a conversation recently, and I said – There was something uh... – Yeah, it was Clevenger. That Somebody brought up Clevenger. I don't remember who it was. Somebody that was in here, whether it was Stan, Drew, somebody brought up Clevenger. And I just said, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm good. He was placed under investigation by Major League Baseball for alleged domestic violence and child abuse. Nope. Again, I, I say that. It's easy for me to say. It might be that Mike Clevenger hasn't done any of these things. I don't know. But it's easy for me to say, I'm good. I'll pass. I'm winning as a baseball team, is obviously something that I would like to see happen. I was a month old when the Orioles won their last World Series. I would desperately like to see the Orioles win a World Series. 
But as a fan, I don't want to have any complicated feelings towards the players that I root for. Yeah, well, what about, what about? We can do the whataboutism forever. I told you before, I was always conflicted about Terrell Suggs. I don't feel about Terrell Suggs the way that I feel about other Ravens players. Not because he wasn't a hell of a football player. Because I always wondered. Now, that was a he said, she said, and also different because he was already on the team at that point. You don't have to sign these guys. There are other players available. I'm not more interested in Trevor Bauer because he said he'll pitch. If Trevor Bauer cost $200,000, $200 million, I'd have the same interest. Not. You don't have to sign him. If you're looking for pitching help, there are other pitchers on the market. Believe it or not, you're allowed to sign those guys. There's nothing that would prevent David Rubenstein from going ahead and telling the Orioles, you've got the money, sign Jordan Jordan Montgomery today. If that's what the need is, if the Orioles have said, we still think we need one more starting pitcher, for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, knock on wood, something they're still worried about with John Means health-wise, whether it's, you know, they just feel like they could do better than Dean Kramer at the back of the rotation, whatever it is. If they feel the need, if the, what's necessary is another starting pitcher, it doesn't, this is not a world where, like, there's only one starting pitcher left. You can sign somebody else. It's okay. And probably more worth the money, if I had to guess. I get it. It's a lot more money, and I know it's not my money. But it doesn't seem like David Rubenstein has any shortage of it. My, it seems like that guy's doing pretty well. He's out there buying the Magna Carta, the Declaration of Independence. Highest played, highest, yeah, they're the most expensive player on the... What? Would be the most expensive player on the Orioles roster right now. Oh, by far. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, I, we're so obsessed with this. No will continue to be my answer. No, no, no. And, you know, what does that mean? Does it mean that uh, I'm a bad guy? I, there's always somebody that wants to say, like, well, I don't need all my, my players to be choir boys. Nobody's ever said anything about choir boys. I, I don't care. I, I don't care if you go to church. I don't care if you go to, if you worship Satan, frankly. In fact, I'll, I don't know. How's that doing for you? Does it make you a good person? Does worshiping Satan make you treat people fairly? Because not everybody that goes to church treats people fairly. I don't care who you are. Where you're from, what you did, as long as you love me. I don't care. I just have certain things that once it's down that road, I'm out. Violence towards women, violence towards children. I mean, murder. I think we should all be able to kind of get behind that one. Sexual assault, which I think goes into the violence towards women category. Any of those things, I'm I'm good. And I get it. The video that was presented by Trevor Bauer certainly paints a story that in regards to this one woman, there was much more to the story. 
but there were still three other women that made allegations. And it's enough for me to say, I don't need him. Not enough for me to say he needs to be in jail or he can't be allowed to be a part of society or he should be banned from social media or he should be any of those things. That's not how it works. It's enough for me to say, yeah, I'm good with my team not employing him. I'll pass. It's not required. And there's enough question mark there that I don't want it. But there are plenty of other players available, and I'm listening on all that. Fascinating conversations continue throughout the day after Would You Rather Wednesday about what what it would be worth trading in order to get a manual classe. And I, the answer to me is I just don't think you're getting a manual classe. Like, I, I I think what it would require to get him versus what you're willing to pay, those things just aren't going to line up, unfortunately. Maybe I'll be proved to be wrong. Maybe the guard. I, I just don't know why the Guardians would feel the need to move him. Like, I keep coming back to that. The Guardians have no reason to trade away Emmanuel Classe. Yes, if they None. really like, I mean, I guess if they really, I mean, everyone sounds, seems to love Basayo. But yeah, I think. That, but that's, that's what I'm that's saying. The is one we're they not have gonna... no reason to just trade him. The mm-hmm. only reason to trade him is if you can get some sort of king's ransom for Emmanuel Classe. Otherwise, it is not needed. You're not coming up on anything. He's not going to cost you an amount of money. I, I, unless the, the Guardians are doing the bit where, I, and again, this is the thing I don't know, where they want to strip anyone who makes any amount of money whatsoever. But, like, tanking doesn't even make sense. You, you, you're not guaranteed to be rewarded for your tanking any longer in baseball. And on top of that, I don't know anything about it, like pending sale, which would require them to strip anyone who makes any money. And even stripping away anyone who makes any money, this is a very bare... Like, at the moment, I think this year he's set to make, like, $2 million or something like that. There is no need for the Guardians to trade Emmanuel Classe for anything less than some sort of overwhelming haul. To say, we have an asset... And I, I dug into the numbers... His numbers were not as good, obviously, a year ago as they were two years ago. But they were still good. <laughs> it's like saying Corbin Burns' numbers weren't as good last year. They weren't. He was still Anybody unhappy about the fact that the Orioles traded for Corbin Burns? And if Corbin Burns had five years of control at it would be it wouldn't be 33 million dollars it would be like 70 million dollars something like that the price wouldn't have been dl hall and joey ortiz it would have been significantly more it's why dylan cease hasn't been dealt like we we always want to say this is what we think the value of that player is and that's all well and good but the value of that player to that team Unless the Guardians think, we, we know this guy's about to fall apart. But let's just try to get rid of him for whatever we can get. If they know that, it's a different conversation. And then I hope the Orioles don't make any trade in order to get Emmanuel Colasse. Like, it would actually be alarming if you found out that the Guardians are willing to deal him for Colton Cowser. No. You'd be like, what do we not know? Like, the Orioles believe they could fix him. What? Yeah. What? What? Why would that be the case? Right, yeah, then it would be. Like, I, I get that you say, well, I don't want to pay Kobe Mayo. I don't want to pay Samuel Basayo. Understood. I completely get it. But the Guardians don't want to make the trade, 
as we're finding out in the last couple of weeks, without getting that type of return back because they don't have to. Because this is not they have to win the World Series this year or else it's not worth having Emmanuel Classe. They've got him for four more years beyond this year. And if they're just saying we have no prayer of competing for anything of significance for the next five years, well, boy, they got... I mean, that's a be a sad, sad statement about the Guardians. And maybe that's the case. But it just makes no sense. So that was a, in, in a prolonged conversation that I continued to have yesterday. Uh, tonight, the NFL honors Lamar Jackson will receive his second MVP. And I, I, I had... Sure? Yes, okay. he will. I, I had this feeling last night where I was like, man, it's a, everything about this is a huge bummer. Like... Winning MVP should be a monumental moment for that franchise. It should be – I was thinking about this. That's like breaking news type of stuff. That's the type of thing that you should like plan a day around. It's a big deal. We, I, I talked about this with the uh, two major award winners for the Orioles last year. You don't see major award winners every year. It doesn't happen that way. It's significant, and yet – our response is going to be muted in Baltimore. It's going to be, uh uh-huh. Okay. Neat. Now, it would be completely different if the Ravens would have won their last football game. Obviously. But it's almost a shame that this is the way that the NFL goes about, you know, handing out the MVP award. You're so far removed from the regular season, which is what the MVP award is for, that the sting has kind of come out of it. We're all like, oh, right, yeah, I remember that. MV- MVP, right, I, there was a regular season. I Sure, I vaguely remember that whole thing happening. They, they did pretty well during that. They did. But it's so long ago that we just kind of checked out on it. So that part to me is a bummer because there should be more excitement about a player on your team winning MVP that just does not happen frequently. It had never happened in Baltimore until Lamar Jackson came along. Now, obviously, it's happening for a second time. I I, I get that they want this honors thing. I've never watched it. I won't watch it tonight. I'll never watch it in my life unless my job for some reason requires me to at some point. I think uh, Keegan-Michael Key is hosting. God bless him. Swell guy. There's a reason. Great. Uh, Our friend Josh Charles has been involved with NFL honors before. I just, it's, I'm not, I don't really like the award shows that don't have music anymore. I'm, I'm out on those for the most part. I like the Grammys still. I don't really like the other ones. Like, it's just, they don't do anything for me. I'll I'll never be an NFL honors guy. I get why they want to do it. I get that we're never going to go back to an announcement the week after the regular season ends and when there would probably be better opportunity for hoopla and hullabaloo and celebration before your team has been eliminated from the playoffs. But it's a bummer. It's a bummer that there just won't be much sting to this announcement tonight as Lamar receives his second MVP trophy. Today's show brought to you by Superbook. You can't you can't bet on it anymore. You can't get that those odds. That's gone.
But there are lots of things that you can bet on, obviously, related to uh, this Sunday, and all of the props are available right now. Superbook.com, over 500 of them available to you. And what's really cool to me, I, those like you play your squares contest, you can go just pick your own squares for any quarter and get action from Superbook. Superbook.com, download the Superbook app. When you do, use the code GlennClark23. When you sign up, you'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Let's talk a little bit more about the Orioles, what they've done, what they still could do. Always a pleasure to be joined by our next guest, former MLB GM. You, of course, hear him on SiriusXM, read his stuff at The Athletic. He is our friend, Mr. Jim Bowden. He's back with us now here on GCR. Jim, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's always good to catch up. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Uh, Glenn, it's my pleasure, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're finally here, which is in right. terms of the Baltimore Orioles, it's World Series or bust. Right. That's where we are right that, now, actually right? It's not like, about winning the division. Yeah. It's not about the playoffs. We're now built to win the World Series. It's a, it is a, a heck of a time here in Baltimore, Jim, as you can imagine. I, I guess before we work forward, let me work backward. When you say that, obviously that's your reaction to them making this move with Corbin Burns, which we all know is a one-year move, right? Like, it's Corbin Burns, and he's already said it publicly. Like outside of throwing him a billion dollars or something like that, he's not signing. He's going to free agency, and who can blame him? You want him to negotiate with everybody. That said, Corbin Burns is great. Is it enough that the Orioles, as constructed, have a roster that can win a World Series this year? One hundred percent. This team is ready. You know, it's funny because you look at the American League, I think there's three elite teams, right? I think there's Baltimore, there's Houston, and Texas. Texas hasn't re-signed Jordan Montgomery yet. Um, they they have questions still on the health of Jacob deGrom and others. Is, is, does Max Scherzer have anything left in the tank? There are questions there. Um, and, and so, you know, I think Baltimore is as good a chance as the other two of not only um, winning, getting the World Series, but winning it. I mean... Baltimore really doesn't have many weaknesses. And and I think the one thing about the Orioles that you look at, we know right now what the Astros are. We know what the Rangers are. But Baltimore has so many young players that haven't done what they're going to do yet um, that are just going to keep getting better. Westberg at third base. Henderson at shortstop. Holiday at second base. um, Grayson Rodriguez on the bump. Bradish broke out last year. So, to me, I look at the Orioles. They're a 100-win team with a roster filled with players that are going to get better than how they were last year, and you've added Corbin Burns. So, yeah, they're primed. They're in that position, and the time is now. They needed to go get Burns. They, yeah, they needed yeah. that final piece because that's what the Cubs needed when they got John Lester. That's what the Nationals needed when they got Max Scherzer. That's what the Astros needed when they got Justin Verlander. And that's what the Orioles needed when they got Corbin Burns. So they're now primed and ready to go, and – the crab cakes are tasting a lot better, and so are Book Powell's ribs right now. Okay, let me, and by the way, everything tastes good at the moment. Let me let me follow up to say, as I'm sure you know, Pakoda, some of the other places still don't think the Orioles can replicate their success of a year ago, and think that the, the 100 wins is not possible. And it feels like part of that is because Felix Batista isn't there, and they won 31 run games. And to your point, the presence of Corbin Burns is a massive amount of innings that you didn't have a year ago that are really quality innings. And I think it's fair to expect the other starters to throw more innings than they did a year ago. Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, John Means, who threw like 20 all year last year. I think it's reasonable to expect those things. 
But the back end of the bullpen, oh. to me, is still a major concern in terms of their ability to win those types of games. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think we ever get enough in, in the back end, right? I think we always need more. I mean, I, if I'm Bruce Bochy, I'm a little bit nervous about the back end of my bullpen. The, the only one that should feel really comfortable right now, in my opinion, is the Houston Astros with Hader and Presley. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm the Yankees, I'm a little bit nervous about the back end of the, the bullpen. I don't feel great about it. So, you know, look, I, I think it's also an area that you can improve later on. I mean, the one thing about the Orioles, they're not just built the major league level. They'll build all the way through the system. So when you want to go get a piece, don't worry about getting the piece. It'll be sitting there for you at a price that'll be reasonable based on the depth in the farm system. And you know the Pirates are going to have a, a closer available. You know the Rockies will have a guy available. <laughs> Oakland will probably have one available. I mean, come on, Kansas City will have one of that. There'll be plenty of back-end guys that you can get in July when you need it and for the final stretch run. And you have a GM and Michael Elias that will go get that final piece or two. So, look, is your concern there? Yeah. But, I look, I, I can look at all 30 teams and give you the same argument of one area of the team that, ooh, I'd like to get a little bit better there. But this is a 100-win team that's going to add Jackson Holiday, who might be rookie of the year in the American yeah, League. Fair. Yep. Uh, because cause this kid's going to hit 300 his rookie year. I mean, I've never seen I mean, this this is the Mike Trout kind of hit, hit tool. Like, and this guy flat out hit. Um, and there'll be no pressure on him because you have a lineup of guys that can hit. Um, Westbrook's going to get better this year uh, to another level. Rushman's going to get better to another level. So there's just, I mean, look, it, this team, it's ready. The time is there. And look, Grayson Rodriguez should be a one. Bradis looked like a one a lot of times sure last year. And John Means has potential being comeback player of the year. It, look, I'm telling you, the, the stars are aligning. And when you talk about Pakoda, you're talking about an algorithm that doesn't take into effect young players hitting their prime years and going to the next level. The algorithms don't factor that in. So there's a lot of problems with the Pakoda formula with teams like Baltimore. They normally don't get those teams right because of that. That's very fair. Jim Bowden is with us here on GCR. Jim, let me ask about one other area. I feel like in going into the offseason, it felt like the Orioles could use one more like true thumper, someone who, as far as a home run bat, teams would really fear pitching to. Anthony Santander is a little bit of that, but everybody else is they're good hitters, maybe not necessarily that. I think that externally – there are some options that would be out there, although unfortunately they're mostly right-handed hitters at this point, and the ballpark isn't set up for to benefit right-handed power hitters. But is there? I think there's an argument on the other side that that can just come internally when some of the guys that you pointed out just taking another step forward as power hitters this season. Do you feel like there's still a need for a thumper, or do they have enough with the guys internally taking the next step forward this year? They have enough internally, without a doubt, and I'll take hitters over power. In, in 2024, like I would in 2023. And I think the Diamondbacks proved that sure. uh, with their World Series appearance last year. I mean, you got hitters that can hit, and you got hitters that haven't come anywhere close to doing what they're going to do, which is going to be fun. And, and look, there's a lot of power at catcher, there's a lot of power at first base. As you mentioned, there's power in right field. And, and a couple of those young outfielders who have not made their impact yet, or dent, or shown at the big league level what we know they're going to do. They will, but I like the fact that what Mike Elias does is he uses the hit tool first, the power tool second. That's how you win championship. You need hitters because when you get to October, you're facing the best pitchers in the world 
on a nightly basis. And power hitters that don't have the hit tool first, you, you can pitch to them. You, you can get them out. You find the hole, you execute it, and you end up, you end up winning. What's harder, the hitters that can hit your nastiest pitch anywhere in the strike zone. And that's the type of lineup that Mike Elias is building in Baltimore. So I love this team. I believe in the team. Um, I'm going to predict that it's going to be Baltimore Atlanta in the World Series. Wow. Dodger fans and Astros fans and Rangers fans aren't going to like it. But that's where, unless there's an injury in spring training or something happens that I'm not expecting a trade is made or someone goes out and signs two of the best four free agents left. I mean, I'm subject to change. But as of now, I'm looking at Atlanta, Baltimore World Series. Boy. And by the way, I love that small commute for me in October. Yeah, right. That is good news for you. All right. Let, okay. If I could, Jim, because the other side of this is now, you know, unlike a week ago, or at this point, I guess we're uh, eight, nine days ago, um, there's belief in Baltimore that perhaps some of your own can be retained. And this Bobby Witt contract this week, I think, was fascinating on a couple of levels for us. The first being, I, I will tell you openly, I was convinced that with Adley Rutschman being a year away from arbitration, that the clock might be up, that you might have already missed out on your opportunity to get that done when it needed to be done. But Bobby Witt is also a year away from arbitration and yet was willing to do a deal. Does that signal that there might be a number? And I, it's tough because I can't imagine it's 11 years, although I've had people this week make me arguments that even a catcher you could give 11 years to is there a way to still do an Adley Rutschman extension when he's a year away from arbitration and making real money? Yeah, that's a question you need to ask the new owners because that's their question. It's not Mike Elias's question or John Angelos's question. It's the new owner's question. Um, and with Rutschman, you know, you can always move him to first base. Like Joe Maurer is going to go into the Hall of Fame. He's been half his career at first yeah. base. So. Uh, with that bat, I'm not afraid to pay it. Um, so, yeah, I think that the market that Bobby Witt set works. Um, you've got Scott Boris that represents him. So you have to understand that whatever Witt's deal is, you have to beat. Not by a little bit, but by a lot. Uh, regardless of the argument of which is a better player, you're going to have to beat it. Scott Boris only – Scott Boris hates doing deals where he can't break a record. Right. So – yeah, but, but you could do a deal. And I think one of the things Scott Boris is going to want to do, like he does to all new owners, he's going to want to meet with them directly. And, and if he sees this ownership group as, as a group that's going to be able to invest in his players going forward, he will not be afraid to do deals there as long as those deals can beat the present market. So let me, and let me, so, Jim, because Rutschman's with Beverly Hills, correct? He, and and Gunner, Gunner and Jackson are with Boris, but I, I don't think Rutschman is. Got it, got it, yeah. So, I, I, was, I should have said all three of these but, guys. And, but, but yeah, right, to right. your point, I think it's very relevant, because I admittedly it also kind of said that I don't know if you're going to get deals done based on Scott Boris. I don't know if you're going to get deals done with, with Jackson Holiday and with Gunnar Henderson because Scott Boris tends to like his guys to get to the open market. But, you know, I, I was talking with uh, your buddy Ryan Spielborgs the other day, who, of course, was a Boris client, and he said, I don't think that's the case at all. Like, there's definitely a number that Scott Boris will take back to these guys. It, it, is it possible? 100%. You, you think it's possible? 100%. You can. Yeah. I, I mean, if you, were, if you remember with, with, with the Nationals, right, with, with Juan Soto, Sure. He gave them the number of 450. So if you want to pay the 450, you get the player. Right. <laughs> or whatever his number was. I mean, I guess the Nationals were 450, and I think he was at, he was at 500. But they gave, he gave them a number and said, if you, if you match it, you can get there. I mean, the thing that Scott likes to do now is he wants to take players through age 39. 
I think ever ever you know if he can, that would be his preference and get the biggest number. But understand this about Scott, and I've known Scott for years because I negotiated with him for decades, literally. But the one thing that's, that is absolutely accurate, if the player wants to be there and the player wants the deal, he'll sign the deal. He never tells the player, you can't sign it, I won't sign it. He'll sit there and say, I don't agree with your decision, but it's your decision, so make it and, and, and let's go. He'll get the best possible deal. So if Adley Rutschman, Jackson Holiday, Gunnar Henderson, if they want to be there and they can get a market or above market deal, and they tell their representative, including Scott Boris or Beverly Hills Sports Council or, or uh, Wasserman, whoever's representing, whoever the players are, you know, they can do it. So really, it's a matter of where do the new owners stand on committing those kind of money? I know that if I were sitting there advising owners, I would do everything in my power to make the priority Henderson, Rutschman, and Holiday even above Corbin Burns. That that would I, I need those three tied up because with those three tied up I sh- I should be competitive for years to come, and then you can add and subtract from there. Just like you know you watch the teams that win, you know okay we need more pitching we'll go trade for Verlander and then, well okay we need Scherzer we'll go trade for him. There's a way you can go get the you can go get Dylan Cease in November to replace Burns if you lose Burns and there's ways that you can do this thing, but you want to keep that nucleus together. And so if I'm the new owners coming in, the first statement that I want to make to the fan base is, you got Rutschman, Henderson, and Holiday for the next decade. You, that, it, that would be the ideal situation for me because they're all no-risk superstars. I know it's not like this, but just for the is, – is there an order in which those guys would be prioritized to you? Is there one that you'd say, like, I, if there's only one mega deal to be given out, like, this is the one that I would prioritize giving it to? Yeah, whichever one will take it. <laughs> Right. You feel me? I, no, no, I'm being I, totally serious. Right, I get it. Like, like they're I, all. I, yeah. I, I want to make. I want to yeah. make the offers to all three. Yeah. And whoever takes it, thank you very much. They have another. Yeah, we feel really good about having that guy locked up for a long term. That there, there, there isn't okay. the point. There's not an incorrect answer, which I appreciate about that. Um, before I let you go, I we brought it up at the start of the show. I have to admit to you, Jim Bowden, I have zero interest in Trevor Bauer. I don't care how little he's willing to play for. Um, I, I understand I've got the facts or what, what he presented as the facts about this case, but we've kind of forgot that there were three other women that made allegations as a fan. Is that part of me? I'm good. I, I don't need this person. If I need pitching, there's somebody else that I can go sign. Um, what say you about the idea of signing Trevor Bauer to a, a small number? He will never pitch in the major leagues again. Okay. That's okay, that. so I, I'm a GM, and during my days, and I did it for 16 years, during my days, I was known for giving people second chances. I was always in a small market, and that's part of the way I could compete. Uh, but even myself, after all of the information and, and his personal admissions, and I emphasize that because I don't play judge and jury, based on his admissions alone, that's enough for me to have zero interest um, ever in signing him. And I cannot imagine there's an owner, a president, or a GM that's going to sign Trevor Bauer, uh, period. That's my own opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just telling you how I feel about the situation. Based on his admissions alone, not even the allegations that have been made by so many people, Correct. I'm ignoring that. He's admitted to enough for me to say, yeah, I, I can't give you a second mm. chance for that. But I wish you nothing but the best. But why don't you get on with your life and do something else? And I, and, I, and I root for him, and I hope he turns his life around. 
But the things he's done, that's really hard to overcome. You and I are in agreement about this subject, and I appreciate that. Uh, Jim Bowden, what all can I plug for you, sir? Uh, well, you, the only one you forgot was CBS Sports HQ, so you can plug that. For yes, you watch him on CBS Sports <laughs> HQ on top of The Athletic and Sirius and everywhere that you find Jim Bowden. Jim, real, always appreciate you got uh, You got Twitter blowing up today with your uh, World Series prediction. Everybody in Baltimore is uh, a massive Jim Bowden fan this morning. So appreciate I love it. You appreciate you taking the time for us as always. We'd love to do it again as we get into the season, all right? It's, Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Jim Bowden with us here on GCR. Um, obviously quite bullish about the Baltimore Orioles and his beliefs about what they can accomplish this season. Does not seem to be as uh, panicked about the back end of the bullpen as – and I don't know if I would say I'm panicked about it. Like, I, I hear his argument. Let it play out. You can find help. But I do remind that, like, sometimes the game in April, games in April matter as much as the games in August. They, they count for as much. We know that. Like, I don't really want to go through the stretch where it's a failure in April and you end up behind the eight ball because of it. I would prefer to address that beforehand, but I get it. Like That's not easy, and particularly given what we know the cost would be for Emmanuel Classe. You're gonna, when we say, hey, well, the, the, the Royals will have somebody. Well, the Royals actually might be competitive this year, maybe. They made some really nice under the Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, like what? I mean, they both pitched to like yeah, they sub did. three five ERAs a year ago. Yeah, they did. Like, they both had really good seasons. I get it. We don't think of them as being amongst the best pitchers in baseball, but they both put up really good numbers. I'm not suggesting the Royals are going to make the playoffs, and in fact, I'll, you know, I'll save that for another yeah, day. They'll win seventy one games. So. I Pressbox asked us to go and make some predictions for betting for MLB futures bets, and I said, "Well, I know the team I'm definitely betting the over on for the win total is the Kansas City Royals, because I think they're better, right? Like they won 56 games last year. They went out and they added not only Lugo and Waka, but also Hunter Renfro. They've got some young players that we think can take even further steps forward. Pasquatch will be back, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I can't even what, – what is his actual last name? Pas, uh, Pascatino. Pascatino. Vinny Pascatino. Vinny Pascatino. I'm like, I'm like there's, a lot, there's a lot there to like. I love the Pasquatch. So it's a good name. I agree <laughs> with you. I, we don't agree on everything. That's, it is a very good nickname. I actually like that one a lot. It's not the Mexicutioner, Joachim Soria, which to me will always be my favorite nickname. I don't know why I love that one so much. It's my favorite. Um, but so I go to Superbook and look up what their win total is. Do you know what the total is for the Kansas City Royals this season? No idea. I, guess. Guess. Play along. 68. 72 and a half. Oh, they're right on the money. I can't bet that. <laughs> In fact, I got to go the other way now. That number's wildly out of control. I'm like, yeah, I think they're about 10 to 12 games better, maybe 13 games Books better. Books are saying they're 18, 19 Seven, games 17 better. games better. They'd have to be 17 wins better than they were a year ago. And I like their moves, but 17 games? I can't do that. No way. In fact, I had to go the opposite way. I really struggled <laughs> with, with the, the Orioles total. I really struggled with it. What was the Orioles total? It's, it's only 90 and a half, but there's a lot in there. I know everybody's going to say it's obvious that you bet the over because they won 101 games last year, but remember, they went with 30 and 15 in one-run games, and they don't have Felix Batista. Right. That matters in this conversation. They outperformed their theorem, and I know Jim Bowden was kind of throwing cold water on it, but I still think it matters. Like I think they're going to be a good team. I'm not going to tell you which way I went. You can read about it in the next print issue of Press Box.
I'd go over. You'll find out if I went over or not. I will. I'll, next... I'll spoil what my. Yeah, yeah. I, but my... We're, are you in the next print issue of Pressbox? Um. Yeah. Trying uh-huh. to campaign to get in. Who are you campaigning to? You. <laughs> it's the first time you've ever brought it up. You you want to be involved? I, for, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot it was a. Maybe it's mentioned that at some point. Maybe at some point you say, "Hey, I was thinking about like you know." God's sakes. I'm gonna give, me, give me a whip snakes future. One, oh, you want you want in on that? You yeah. want a PLL? I don't I don't know if Superbook does lacrosse, unfortunately. Just a shame because uh there's a local guy, Hutton Jackson, who uh, I interact with on Twitter sometimes and he puts out lacrosse bets all the oh, time. Oh really? And I'm always thinking to myself, like, man, I should bet that. <laughs> Can't do it with Superbook. All right. Uh speaking of the print issue, this one's still available for a few more days anyway. And then it'll be gone in favor of that next print issue of Pressbox, previewing the spring. Go get it. It's the uh, best of issue. You can find it at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you read Pressbox, or go to PressBoxOnline.com and check it out there. Uh, uh, which, or is it 1045? Did I have that wrong? Uh, yes, okay. it is 1045. So break them is what you wanted me to do. Yes. However, I need okay. two seconds. Mm. See, if you want to campaign for things, <laughs> and I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to pile on you. Whenever you're ready. But we got to tighten up the things that we're already doing yeah, to campaign for other things. All right? Yeah. That'll be the... We, we tighten that up. Let's start talking about PLL Futures bets. Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Jeremy Kahn. This postseason, bet in person at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks with locations in Canton and in Towson and enjoy the best in-class sports wagering experience at their state-of-the-art facilities, bringing an unmatched sports betting thrill. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of special Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steamed crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken. A family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis 
hamichaels.com. Hungry? With seven locations throughout Maryland, Glory Days Grill is always right around the corner. They have wings, burgers, salads, sandwiches, and drinks to satisfy everyone, as well as tons of televisions and sound delivered right to your phone. Glory Days is the best place to watch football or whatever your favorite sport is. While you're there, be sure to check out Goose Flights Lager, named in honor of legendary Raven Tony Goose Siragusa. $2 of every can is donated to the Goose Flights Foundation. Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. One of the things that's definitely wrong with this country is that this dude still has a job somehow, some way. Glenn Clark. Yeah, speaking of glory days, that's where you can find Goose Flights Lager, available in cans at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. All of the glory days in the state of Maryland. Plus in cans at Alonzo's in Roland Park, as well as the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton. Available in cans and six-packs at Guilford Hall Brewery and Costas Inn in Dundalk. And six-packs and cases are available at the Wine Source in Hamden for Goose Flights Lager. Delicious, refreshing beer. Perfect for your big game parties this weekend. But on top of that, Goose Flights is very important because it helps continue the legacy of the great Tony Siragusa, who is family launched the Goose Flights Foundation in order to continue his vision and provide non-emergency medical transport for those in need. So Goose Flights Lager, available right now at uh, Glory Days Grill and all of those locations. And if you missed any of them, you can go to pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights in order to find out more. Um, yeah, uh, I'm really happy that Patrick Mahomes' wife is getting more attention, and she could use it. She's going to be in the uh, SI swimsuit issue, so good, good for her. Good, good for her. Uh, did you see the uh, final score of the Loyola basketball game last evening? Oh, yeah, that was that is my kind of basketball game, I think. Yeah? Is this a sickos thing with you? Like, is this uh, you want to start the basketball version of the sickos committee? The uh, people I mean, that, like, I know really they definitely have one. I they mean, have, yeah, a, yeah. There's already like a college basketball sickos. I don't know, or maybe, or maybe it is just like in, in lumped in with the college football sickos. Yeah, I could yeah. see that being the case. I didn't um, know there was a specific one, but yeah, I mean, of course. Um, no, this is, this is no. It's a big win for him too. I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a big win. Getting a win at American. <laughs> I think, I think at this point in the year, it's very difficult to, to have anything be a big win when you have the record that you have. Well, I mean, they're getting hot. That's Loyola beat American the time last to, night. They're doing better than the Terps right now lately. I guess they've won one more game. I'll give you that. Loyola beat American 44-43 to last evening. They scored. I did not watch the game. They scored uh, They scored like eight points over the last like 16 minutes. Hell, hell yeah, they did. And won. And won. And won. It's incredible. It's, uh, they, they, it's all they needed. You, never <laughs> you don't want to waste any points. You want to exactly. save them for the next game. Exactly. You want. Got to figure it I out. I guess it's better to win 44-43 than it is to lose 44-43. Um, but and I, it's bad, brutal basketball. Although uh, you win every game during the course of the season, forty-four to forty-three, they call you national champions. Uh, that's the way that it goes. Setting basketball back, man. I've uh, I've had that conversation with people before. Like I get it, Virginia did win a national championship playing closer to that style, although not in the forties, like not. That low scoring, they they won a national championship playing games more like sixties, fifties, somewhere in that range. If you're winning a national championship, 
you're winning conference championships, it's beautiful. I mean, it's that's beautiful basketball if you're doing it. If you're playing it regularly and not doing that, it is just, oh, it is so awful to watch. We talked about that, how unpleasant it has been. Yes, Maryland's problem is part that they're losing, but it's an unpleasant brand of basketball. It is just ugh, painful. And that's the, the funny part is, like, it feels like it shouldn't be that hard to find the line between the brand of basketball they're playing in the NBA and this brand of basketball. Like, we want defense. I don't want to watch NBA basketball throughout the course of the year. And I get it, during the playoffs, you tend to get a little bit more defense. And some teams do play defense in the NBA. A, a little bit, anyway. I don't want that but I don't want this. And the reality is this is kind of about the defense, but way more about watch these games. It's a little bit about the defense. It's a lot about these are teams that just can't make shots. Yeah. Like, yeah. They just is. miss open shots. It is brutal, man. Whenever everybody tells me like, cause I, I will have people in my life will say, this is why I, you'll never be able to get me to be a college basketball fan. I can't watch that. And I'm like, I understand I understand. I do. I get it. It is. It's painful. It is painful. Uh, I heard the phrase of 40 whiners being thrown out this week. So apparently, again, I told you already, I have no juice for the Super Bowl. I'm just not excited about it. I heard that they're not happy with the playing surface at UNLV where they were practicing. It's weird, because I, I think a lot of people pointed out, I remember there being an issue in New Orleans, and the Ravens and 49ers ended up sharing practice fields. I think the indoor, there was one of them at an indoor facility, one of them didn't, and because of whatever the conditions were, they ended up both being allowed to use that indoor facility. And I think some of that was because the, the head coaches of the teams, I'm not sure if you heard, they were brothers. I'm not... Well, they hit that ever really got. It was reported. a Super Bowl with. Yeah, I don't know if it ever really was reported all that much. Oh man, actually, you know what? About last year when the Kelseys were. Oh, those. They know each other. <laughs> they are. I I think so. I know it's a it's a common last name. But. Holy crap! <laughs> Learning all sorts of stuff. What a world! Um, I I think that might have had something to do with why that was easier to make happen, is because. John Harbaugh called his brother and said, hey, chief, like maybe we make this work. I'm not going to spy on you. I'm not going to do the Bill Belichick thing. Like, just want to be able to use the facility. And Jim Harbaugh, whichever way it went, was like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Like, understood. You're my brother. No. I I hate you, but I understand. Like, we got to be fair. We're brothers. Like, I think that had something to do with it. I don't know that it was psychological warfare. it's it's weird that if that really was a con- a field condition problem at the Super Bowl, the NFL wouldn't step in and be like, "Yeah, you guys gotta have to figure this out." So I don't know if it's just the Forty Niners, Forty Winers, yeah, yeah, the Forty Winers. I don't remember somebody. I don't remember who. I think it was Ross Tucker who was using that term. <laughs> it's a good one. And I was like, you know what? That works. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at you, Ross. That one actually works. Um, but it's weird that they wouldn't figure it out, and maybe they were complaining about the penalties the Chiefs get away with. I don't know. I I don't know. I I try. I keep trying to have some juice for this, but I just I think can't I may do just it. go back and 
listen to that Jim Bowden interview over and over. Right, Sunday like night that's what because, I've got juice for right now. Yeah. I, it's it's funny because somebody asked me this week, like, are, are do you when you get to this week, do you miss going? And the answer is unequivocally no, I don't. I I miss the quality of radio that we were doing when we were there. Drew and I, in particular, had a rhythm for Super Bowl week. And there are some radio stations across the country that do it really well. There's a lot that don't. There's a lot that it's just bad. Like, flat bad. There is no purpose to being there. You can get the same... Like, it's harder and harder to get the highest caliber of guest because they're doing... Pat McAfee and Lebetard and ESPN and NFL Network and they, they got to do stuff. they got to do twenty of those. It's really difficult to get those guys to come do local radio now. Afterwards, um, what that wasn't always the case years ago. There weren't fifty national outlets. There were five. And so, on top of doing the five national outlets, they'd like go do twenty local markets. And do a car wash for a few hours. Everybody gets eight minutes, and that would be the way that it would go. And so once upon a time, you could get megastars. Like, you could get Adrian Peterson. You could get the biggest stars. Kid Cudi. Well, that that one was just friendship with a um, oh, okay. a, a PR rep. Um, and that, that might still be happening. I don't know. I don't pay enough attention to know if, like, some of the non-athletes right. still do that. I don't know. Um, I haven't seen. Yeah. I think I've seen like Carrot Top going around this week. I believe it or not, I'm gonna be okay. Maybe that's just because it's Vegas. If, but yeah, uh, of course it's because it's Vegas. <laughs> but like, I'm just, I'm not losing sleep about the fact that we didn't have Carrot Top on the show this week. There is an well, unbelievable clip. I wish I could. I go Norm. I I fall in a trap sometimes where I just watch Norm Macdonald appearances on talk shows. Because Norm Macdonald was a genius. Oh, I think I know this clip. Um, there is a clip with an actress from Beverly Hills 90210 or one of the shows like that. And she's telling them that she's leaving the show and going to do a movie with Carrot Top. And Norm Macdonald is, was the first guest that night and is sitting to her right on the couch. It was on Conan O'Brien. And he's like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? That's a terrible idea. And it's just so brilliant. Like, it's so exactly what everyone else is thinking. And, of course, in hindsight, I'm sure that young lady felt the same way after whatever this wretched movie was. I think it was called Chairman of the Board. And Norm MacDonald made a joke like, Board like B-O-R-E-D? Like, they were killing it. Just where Norm was. Conan O'Brien wasn't. Norm was murdering this thing. So, yes, believe it or not, I'll survive without doing, you know, Carrot Top this week. I think I saw, um, uh, who's the other guy? The guy that with the puppets. Who's that guy? Um, Not Jeff Dunham. Um, uh, 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 Terry Fader, is that his name? That guy, I think, was doing. Like, I think I saw John Taffer was doing some Radio Row hits. I would have loved to have had John. John Taffer's great. But I think, that, by the way, if I really wanted John Taffer, I could probably track him down. I think he likes doing, in fact, I was offered John Taffer before. And... Did we? I, I assume we would have had him on. I can't imagine me passing on John Taffer if he was offered to me. Um, but, like, not going to make or break my week. I'm going to be okay without that, and we'll do quality guests. And the other difficult part is I'm just 
I don't think that we have the appetite for football this week. I just don't think we have it. If, you, if you've noticed, we haven't done a lot of football on the show this week. We were supposed to do Wink Martindale. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe he's efforting. Yeah. Maybe he's got a job interview that got lined up at the last minute. It's possible. It is. Like, it is. I, I don't know what's going on with Wink Martindale. What's available um, right now? The Cowboys and... Yeah, Rex is going to interview for the yes. Cowboys job, right? Yes. I, I'll always have a place. Go for in, it. Yeah. I'll always have yeah. a place in my heart for Rex. <laughs> Rex is hilarious. I've got some old Rex stories that I'll probably never be able to tell. I've told some of them. Like wandering down. And we were at the Combine one year, and um, we, we, were, we were just walking down the street, and this guy starts from inside a, a steak and shake, starts screaming at us. Baltimore! <laughs> it's Rex. What? Rex and so Rob. So he recognized you guys? Or? Yeah, recognized okay. us. He was yelling for us to come on in. And uh, Rex and Rob. He didn't know your names. He just said Baltimore. Yeah, just knew, just, knew Baltimore. That he, just knew that he recognized us. That's all. He like knew you were one of the, and I'm trying to think of who I was with, and I I can't off the top of my head. It wasn't Drew. Might have been Eunice, actually, um, who was there with 105.7 at the time. And... Like, he just starts yelling, like, Baltimore! And it's him and Rob, and they're just sitting, camped out at Steak and Shake. That's where they were. Trying to make sure whatever players come into Steak and Shake. Like, that's what they were we doing at the Combine, was just going, and everybody else is going to the Steakhouse. Everybody else is going to Harry and Izzy's. Everybody else is going to St. Elmo's. Rex and Rob, when Rex was the head coach of the Jets, <laughs> they were camped out at Steak and Shake. And we sat and hung out with them at Steak and Shake, and we, they told stories, and it was wonderful, right? Like, I had a great time. Um, I, I like Rex. I don't know about that direction, but, I mean, I'm not going to doubt Rex as a defensive coordinator either. We'll see if he even gets the job. Um, we were going to, yeah, it, I don't know. All of our football guests have flaked on us this week. Yeah, we were supposed they, to have Ryan just like, just like us, too. they don't want to talk football, I guess. I guess that's what it is. But that's the truth. The truth is this of all weeks. I have not been. I think for cities where there's a new coach, it's good to be at the Super Bowl to get any insight that you can from people about that new coach. Like in Washington, I saw the 1067 station was doing interviews with like Thomas Dimitrov, who hired Dan Quinn in Atlanta, and getting insights into Dan Quinn and going to, you know, media night and talking to those players about, you know, anybody who had worked with Dan Quinn in the past. I think that's beneficial i think that's a good thing did you see the jackson smith and jigba little interview that he did with chicago because they hired shane waldron okay no well the guys they guys asked him they're like and you know so like what what, what should we expect with uh shane waldron and he get he was like he like hesitated for for oh for, he didn't want to answer, yeah, he didn't answer. Yeah. and then he was like yeah. uh yeah i mean he was great yeah you know, that's great that, guy. Is, that is that is awkward too it was, like it that was, is it was rough uh, they, I have known a few stories like that over the years where <laughs> somebody didn't want to tell you how they really felt. They were like, yeah, thing about that is, yeah, like, and of course, that is the awkward part about doing those conversations. For the most part, you're not going to get anybody who's going to, all they're going to say is, we really like that guy. So you, it's, it's on the interviewer to try to bring better questions out than what do you think of so-and-so because you're going to get the same answer. Um, but I think for those cities, it's really beneficial. I don't know. I don't know how it would feel being out there this week. Like, I just don't know what I feel like I would be getting. Right now, I think the juice in Baltimore is the baseball team, which is awesome. 
because when was the last time we had juice for the baseball team in February? It's awesome that that's how we're feeling. And so we've been inclined to talk baseball this week and hope that there might even be more moves to be made. And then once the Ravens start making moves, once the, some of these dominoes start to fall, obviously we'll have a lot more football. But I just have not felt... I'll be... Uh, when we find out who's in the Hall of Fame class tonight, I'll definitely have a thought about it. Although, as I said before, like there's only a couple to me that are overwhelming. And you got to get one of the wide receivers. I guess right. the only one that's been uh, leaked is Hester, right? Like There was a leak earlier this week that Devin Hester is going to be part of this class. Really? They, they used to do I mean, it where I the mean, voting was on the same day as the announcement. They only do five, right? Uh, or is it six? Yeah, or? I think it's five. Okay. Well, five from the modern, because then they also will approve, oh, okay. I think it was Steve McMichael, uh, Mongo, was was the veterans, and there might have been somebody else too. Randy Gratishar, I think, as well. So they'll typically approve those guys as well. Anybody who gets in from like a committee, they'll approve those guys on top of voting for the five. But yeah, I, I know. I know. Okay. We'll okay. get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, I'll have an opinion about that tomorrow once we find out who's on that list. And if they continue to not put these wide receivers in. <laughs> I mean, Christ. That'll be all day tomorrow. I, I mean, it won't be, but like... What are we doing? <laughs> like, what are we doing with the wide receivers? Our number one of today's show is in the books. Griffin, what's going on at the Green Turtle today? Green Turtle, they are offering you a free $10 bet at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. So make sure you stop in at the Green Turtle and experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. Go pick up your free $10 bet. Use it on wherever you like. Some good college basketball. Night. Towson is at home. They're hosting Delaware. Yep. Um, I like them to get the win. Doing like a, yeah. a, a drink. Like a, I see that there was like a... I know that they were doing. I think they're doing a key T-shirt giveaway. Okay, all right. Um, I, yeah, maybe there was a drink, or maybe it was like half off concessions. Something. I know they like doing that. I know, they at least like during doing the pregame, stuff, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, maybe get check out the Green Turtle in uh, Towson. Go go bet on the what's game. The, well, what's and then the line the for game. tonight, Griffin? It's three and a half. Okay. Is the last I saw it. Last yeah. I saw it was Towson laying three and a half. Towson won by eleven at Delaware. Exactly, like two and weeks that was ago. basically without Charles Thompson as right. well. So uh, so I like him again tonight, of course. So check out the Green Turtle. Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. Go pick up your free bet. Make some money while enjoying some goo, some uh, some food and maybe some basketball tonight Very as good. well. Very good. All right, so I'll let him explain what's going on. We are going to do a pick segment, and our buddy Ken Zalis will join us. What's going on, sir? How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? I'm fine. So you you can participate, but you can't participate today. What's the story here? I, I just, you know, I, I've I've been out of touch for weeks, so had a medical issue. So food is you, not my. You didn't have right another now. heart attack, did you? you I did not. I did not. Jesus, man! Like when I you did, say I that. did, I did not. It's but it's like every seven years I have to go through something. So I, uh, I was actually for the Ravens championship game in the hospital. Oh Christ! Um, so, um, so but everything's <laughs> hey, good. But at I'm, least everything I'm, else was pleasant. Yeah, yeah, it was all yeah. lovely day. Yeah, right. um, you know, the, the the good part was I was on some great drugs, so it really didn't affect yeah, me a whole lot. That's true. <laughs> um, that you know, so me. so I was just kind of kind of watching in and out, but um, uh, no, good things. Just the food, the you know, the the food part of all of this. Just I need some time if I was the loser. Okay, so that's fine because we're also going to grant our friend Dr. Nick Kelly some time. 
because uh, Dr. Nick lost his dog recently. And uh, we love Dr. Nick, and I know how much he loved that dog. And we talked a lot about it over the years. And so um, he's he's very sad, and I don't blame him. Uh, we've all been there. And it, we're, I'm okay with time. That that part, no problem. And Griffin tells me everybody's in. Everybody's yeah. good. Yeah. So the picking the game part does not matter. We'll We'll do it for the sake of finishing the scores for the year. We'll pick the game. But it will not impact anything. Everything is locked into place. John and Little Rock is our winner. Griffin is our uh, Scott Stapp. And uh, at the bottom of the table, we have Jeremy Kahn, who's got to come in here and pay off the whole bet. So the game pick was going to be irrelevant this week. So in order to add a little juice to it, no pun intended, we decided that we would do a side bet. We, we asked, we solicited for side bet ideas. They were all terrible. We... I thought I had something that wouldn't involve food in any way, and Griffin was like, no, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. So we bailed. Ken, would you have rather had to do a a seven-and-a-half-minute comedy set than consume what it is that you're going to have to consume for losing? And it was dressed as a Vegas show. That actually actually sounds fun. Yeah, I thought that would have been great. Griffin torpedoed that when I – he said, no. Torpedoed it. No, no one wants that. So what we're going to do – I don't really know how we came to it. Uh, we're going to do... That was uh, the suggestion I liked. We're going to do the sauerkraut juice cocktail. There will be a... Then you can purchase SK sauerkraut juice. juice on Amazon. Sauerkraut juice cocktail. And we decided with mayonnaise as the condiment because everything's grosser with mayonnaise. Plus two peanut butter, jelly, mayonnaise, and sauerkraut sandwiches is what the loser will have to consume. So we're going to pick some props. All of these props are props that you can bet on. The majority of them you can bet on at Superbook. And use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. You receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match. Overwhelmingly, you can find these. A couple of them we wanted to bet on, but they didn't have action for at Superbook, so we went elsewhere in order to do it. So we've got everybody's picks. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Where do we start? We will start with the game, and uh, uh, who is going to win? Well, I guess not who's going to win. Who's going to cover it? It is 49ers minus two right now uh, uh, going up against the Chiefs. Once again, underdogs. I have no idea, but as I've said, I have bet against the Chiefs in every round of the playoffs, and I will not do it again. Chiefs. Yeah, that's probably smart, and I'm not smart. I'm going to take the 49ers. I, I, I I think they're the better team. I think it's the I, right I, I pick. Just, and, and, and Glenn, that's where it comes down to. And it's uh, we all know, and we've done this for years, betting against Patrick Mahomes is just silly. Right. I mean, it just at this point, particularly it's just silly. With, with smaller numbers or as a dog. Like right. when they're when they're nine, well, ten point favorites, it actually makes sense to bet against Patrick Mahomes. But in these situations, well, it does not. Yeah. It just, it just, it, uh, but I, I just, the 49ers are the better team. It's such a small number. So you're saying who's going to win the game to me? I think the 49ers win the game. Um, no, this one I, I have not wavered off since about 6 p.m. two Sundays ago. It's it's Chiefs. I, I'm not I'm not going against them anymore. So uh, so yeah, I'm taking Kansas City. Um, we are largely split on this. It's six five uh, in favor of Kansas City. So joining Ken on the Niners is John. I just realized we should have built up to the game. Yeah, I guess pick. we should. Yeah, you really kind of screwed that up. I th- well, our last one is. Yeah, this is not going to go well for your built. campaign, pal. This is just not going to go well. Paul Proctor, uh, Stedka, Jeremy on uh, and, right. and Ken on the Niners. All right. 
I I guess that's good news for me. Jeremy's yeah, on. Yeah, I guess. Um, now to the uh, pregame festivities. Reba McIntyre will be singing the national anthem, and the over-under is set at 89.5 seconds. Over-under 89.5 seconds for the length of the national anthem. By the way, Proctor says, I personally don't plan to watch the Super Bowl. I I understand the, the, the malaise that we're feeling. I understand the indifference, but I would not understand that. Like, you only get one more football game. You only get one more, and then it is nothingness. It is bleak. We are desperate for anything that matters. I can understand not caring, not being invested. I couldn't possibly understand not watching. I, 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 right now, if you told me I could watch the Panthers play the Jets, I would say, okay. That's the Thursday night football game? I'll this do week? it. They should do that. I'll do That's it. That's what they should do. They should yeah, have the, the Thursday night before yeah, the, the, you the you two worst teams. They battle for the... Number one overall pick. All right. Uh, sorry. What was Tonight. the number? What was the number? Again? Eighty-nine and a half seconds. Uh, Eighty-nine for, and a half for seconds. Reba's anthem. I don't know anything about Reba. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. This is a total. I mean, I know. Show. I know Reba, right? And I know that uh, apparently very popular. All of my black friends watch the Reba McIntyre show. It's wild, man. Like, I. It's a whole thing in the black community that that people watch the Reba McIntyre show. Um, I don't know anything about her as a singer, and if she hangs on the notes i'm going to say she's businesslike i'm going to say she's there to do the job in fact i'm almost going to guess and if somebody did this recently i'm almost going to guess it's not live she doesn't have that type of voice where like the the spectacle of hearing them sing it live is so significant like chris stapleton right i think reba there's a chance is aided by backing here and it's pre-recorded to some extent and because of that under is my bet hmm. i'm gonna I, I i can't even believe what you just said first of all <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the over under what do you mean you don't know reba mcintyre i don't i her musical I mean, no 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 I mean, no no, she's no, no a listen country i li- she's listen a country no 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 icon, no, no, say, no no and to no. say she's going to tape her singing? A lot Are you of a lot of people me? have. A lot of people oh have. My Ken. God. A lot of them have. Okay, I I, I just the, the discredit that you She's, just no wrote no 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 no. Hang on a second. On, let me let on, me come back. Let me, let me come back for got... a second. Let me come back. I reclaim my time. <laughs> I know fancy. I love fancy. Fancy's wonderful. I don't know the Reba McIntyre catalog. It doesn't resonate with me the way that say Dolly Parton's catalog resonates with me. I okay, also so Dolly Parton may be one A and Reba McIntyre may be no no, no. B you're not trying to put no 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 it's not one A one B Dolly Parton's <laughs> one Reba McIntyre can be anywhere behind it you're not putting Reba McIntyre okay, on Dolly Two. Parton's level I don't care yeah oh my God you you just did discredit that you're giving a country Hall of Fame I'm not this is where icon. this is again you're you're taking it a different way. I am aware that Reba McIntyre has had a wildly no successful career and has been very popular. Her catalog does not resonate with me outside of Fancy, which I love. Here's your one chance, okay. Fancy. Don't let me down. All I, in on I that. Have a, okay, All okay. in on it. I have a rule. She's also, the, hang the, on, she's 68. I don't think anyone is still singing at 68 the way that they did when they were in their 40s, except for, like, Darlene Love. you got to be that type of talent to still be singing like that, and I don't think that you put a 68-year-old out there and just say, best of luck, we know you'll nail it. 
Now you're an ageist. As well. I am. Man, you're just I am. going down. You were in the hospital two weeks ago. You know. <laughs> I, I just have a rule with country singers that they, they take a couple of notes here and there and they, 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 they have some liberty with it. So I'm going to go over. Um, uh, I, uh, so the, the one piece of evidence. If you, if you think Reba McIntyre doesn't resonate with me, now I give you Griffin Bass. <laughs> I mean, I do about her show. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. that's what oh you're my God, problem with. I don't have a problem with Reba. <laughs> um, no, the evidence. I have no beef with Reba. I know she's a legend. I'm just saying her she's catalog. I know that. Her catalog is not one that resonates with me as being overwhelmingly significant in my life. The evidence I saw was that uh, she sang the anthem ahead of Game 3 of the 1997 World Series. That was a long time ago. It took 83 seconds. Ooh. Under. She wasn't 68 years old. That's true, yes. Um, Ken, you are on the over. uh, Three on the over. It is Ken, Dr. Nick Kelly, and Ryan Schell on the over. Mm. Everybody else on the under. Mm. Uh, Coin toss. Heads or tails? Will it it be? Will they call heads or tails, or will Will it be? be? Will the coin land heads or tails? I mean, you can't go down this way. I, there's no way that anybody picked heads, right? Like, you can't. We don't. We we don't have like a heads or I'm dead. <laughs> like, we don't have something like that. There's no way you're going down. You're not eating sauerkraut because you picked heads. Obviously, tail. Now we're back on track. <laughs> yes, you can't pick heads here. <laughs> this can't be the reason yeah. that you lose the bet. Come on, it never, man. It never fails. Um. <laughs> there are three persons on heads. You're gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna guess. You're gonna risk your sauerkraut sandwich. Ah, lovely. I look forward to giving those away in the uh, coming weeks. Go um, on heads, both the Johns, John Proctor and John in Little Rock, and Jeremy Conn, all the J's, <laughs> Triple J on the heads. Sounds like betting against the public. That's all that is. I'm betting against the public, and there's a reason. There's a reason why we again. If it's heads, so be it. We'll all live if it's heads. What we're not going to do is pick heads and have it be tails and sit here and eat a sauerkraut sandwich because of it. No, thank you. Um, uh, moving on uh, past the pregame festivities to the halftime. Uh, Usher will be performing at halftime. Will the last song of his set be, yeah? Will the last song? Will the last song he performs be, yeah? Be, yeah. So I guess the argument would be that he could start with, yeah? But then what would he close with? Like, I don't think he's going to close with you make me wanna. I don't think that's going to get the whole place. I love Nice and Slow. That's one of my favorite songs ever. I am a, uh, I celebrate the entire Usher catalog, by the way. Unlike Reba McIntyre. The Usher catalog does it for me. Um, y- yeah. <laughs> yes. Of course he's going to end with yeah. What else would he end with? That's, the, that's, that's how you close a, a halftime show if you're Usher. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I don't know what else he closes with and that's that's that comes back to it. I mean, the catalog's great, but to to have everybody the people he can bring out on stage during that song um to close it the right way, I, I think it's an obvious I guess the other candidates would be like uh oh my god oh 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 DJ oh. got us falling in DJ love DJ got us falling in love would be another I, I can I think you open with oh my god but yeah, yeah um, or you make me want I would be cool with him doing like a you make me want to opener because that's one of, like that that brought him into national prominence right like that was his first real like splash single I love that song 
This is the one I waffled on the most. This is the one I'm really? most. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I also like you remind me. You remind me of such a jam. I originally remind thought. Me. Originally thought yes. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I think it will be the last one. But then I don't know why. This I also, is you betting against the public, isn't it? I guess this so. Is, this is. I mean, you would think that, but uh, I'm saying no. I think it's more likely he may start with yeah. And I don't know. Maybe he'll end with. I think DJ you got to. I think you got to build the strength. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm not as well versed in my usher uh, in my usher discography as you. So maybe. That's so maybe this, you, I would assume you have the advantage in this. I I just I don't think I have an advantage. I just think it makes the most sense. Um. Well, yeah. We're bring. Uh, I don't know. I'm going no. Uh. You two are uh, only three of you are on yes that this will be the last oh, song. That's fascinating. Proctor joins you. Oh, Everybody else. I've always said that. That Proctor, <laughs> smartest guy I know. Uh, I, I am on. Uh, I, the rest of us on no. So, we will see what happens. Brock Purdy, will he throw an interception to this Kansas City Chiefs defense? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think I should bet yes for everything, but. <laughs> uh, by, by the way, uh, Ken's Alice is with us. We're doing our uh, prop picks for the Super Bowl this week. Brought to you by Superbook. Um. Yeah, Kansas City defense playing well. Yes, Brock Purdy throws an interception. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the, the KC defense is good. Um, you know, uh, you can see a tip pass here. You can see that. I think Purdy has a good game. Um, but I, I still see an interception here. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I agree as well. I just, I think the Chiefs defense, uh, yeah, so whether it's, whether it's tipped or, or, or whatever, I think, uh, the Chiefs defense has been playing really, really well, and, uh, and I think they, uh, force Purdy to make a mistake and, uh, throw an interception, so yes. On no, uh, once again, only three people on no. John and Little Rock says no, as well as Andrew Stecka and Jeremy Kahn. All right. Yes. Length of the longest punt in the game. <laughs> what? Over, under. 55 and a half yards. 55 and a half yards? Yeah. I don't know anything about these punts. Who are the punters? Tommy Townsend. Oh, right. Yeah, and uh, Mitch. Did Tommy Townsend Wishnowski? have a cup of a coffee in a, like a Ravens training camp at some point? Uh, or was it the other Townsend? Was it uh, Johnny Townsend that had a cup of coffee? There was one of the Ra- one of the Townsends had a cup of coffee in yeah, a Ravens right. training um, camp. I think, uh, I think it was the other one. John. Well, uh, Tommy Townsend has been with the Chiefs. So yeah. what's Johnny Townsend? What his story? What's uh, what's what's going on with him? Was he, yeah, he in 2020 and 2021 had cups of coffee with the Ravens during training camp. Wow. Uh, or they brought him in as their maybe he's left-footed. That might be what it is. And when you, when you face a left-footed punter, uh. a lot of times teams will sign a left-footed punter for the week in order to um, give you just a feel for going. Well, so up in 2020, a it was punter. Sam Cook ended up on the COVID list, and that might oh, be- they needed somebody to punt yeah. for a game. That might be it too. All right, whatever. We're spending way too much time on this. Who's the other punter? Uh, Mitch Wisnowski. I don't know I why I'm pretending like this is going to make me under. I'm going under. under. All right. I'm going under. I'm going to go over here. You know, a short kick that takes the right bounce and yeah, just yeah. kind of rolls for did, a little while. Haven't I heard that people, like the, the field condition might not be great because they keep the grass outside? Oh. And this week the weather's kind of sucked in Las Vegas. Didn't I see that somewhere? Um, I'll, I'll assume it'll be that dry could by be true. Yeah. <laughs> I also think uh, you know Tommy Townsend. He's just got a leg, man. Right. I think this. Well, going it's not 50. Tom- Oh yeah, it is Tommy Townsend. Yeah. I keep getting confused between and Tommy the Chiefs, and Chiefs. Uh, and the Chiefs. I mean, they're going to punt like the like they did against the Ravens. They're going to punt to win this game. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I'm taking the over okay. 56 plus as All the right. longest punt of the game. This is just the punt, not the net. Correct. Y- yeah. Okay. What? 
Well, our, I, I, uh, I, I actually, I think it would be the net. Like, I think. No, it's not the net. It's the length of the punt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, sorry. You mean like, yeah, yeah. Not where it lands, where how far it rolls from the line of scrimmage. Well, I'm just saying. No, he's thinking. Right. He's thinking return yards. It, yeah. It's just that it's comes just off return yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, when okay. somebody yeah, touches yeah, it. So even if it's yeah. a 60 yard punt that gets returned that gets for housed. a touchdown, yeah, yeah. it's still a 60 yard yeah, punt. It's still a 60 yard punt. Uh, on the under with Glenn. But is... that takes out the bounce if it gets returned for a touchdown. Like, you're not going to return a bouncing punt oh, 60 yeah. yards. It's fine. Go ahead. Let's go ahead. John and Little Rock, Andrew Stecka on the under alongside Glenn. Well, I take it back. John Proctor, not the smartest guy I know. Length of the longest field goal in the game. Oh, for F's sake, we're still doing this. 47 and a half. This yards. is what we're building up to. It really screwed up the order. Let's, pref- let's you start pretend, with the pretend. Uh, build up the strength. We'll come back to it. We'll no, come back to we're it. not going to do it again. We all actually had different picks, right? For the we, did we for the um, game? So that's what. And we didn't. Uh, gonna re- we didn't after, after we, going through all the yeah, we all the props. We didn't do anything to, that could like separate ties more. Where like there's you know a, a question that could have twelve different answers. We did all yes or no's basically. Yeah. Um. All right. What's the number again for longest field goal? Forty-seven and a half yards. It's indoors. Somebody's going to try a longer field. Yeah, over. Yeah, two two kickers with big legs. Yeah, uh, I think this is this is an easy over. Um, I'm going to take under. I just feel like uh, I feel like you know teams. Will, I feel like they might be going. They might be you going no for idea. it a little bit. You have no clue. You're just throwing it. It's fine. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> but trying to pretend like there's any science to it whatsoever. Um, you just said the Chiefs are going to be punting. Now you're like, I think teams are going to be going for it. Well, I mean, the Chiefs are going to be like, you know, when they face a fourth but and ten. But maybe not from the 39. Yeah, well, when they're the 39, it's fourth and two. Oh, for God's sakes. Fourth and three. Go ahead. Fourth and fourth. Uh, I'm thinking the under. Paul Valley is on the under, as well as Andrew Stecka. We are All the right. only three on the right. under. So this is going to need this We are one. split. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, or actually, sorry, two more left. Will Travis Kelsey get into the end zone? Will he score a touchdown? Yes. <laughs> yes. Somebody betting no to this? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, who's like, betting no to this? What are we Seriously? doing? How do we I like mean, that I mean, one on the list? These, these last two, it's like, who's betting yeah, no? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. Did anybody? Yes. Did anybody? Ryan Shell lone wolfing it. How about that? On Travis Kelsey not scoring that. a touchdown. Could be an opportunity to steal a point. Uh, and then uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yes! Oh my God! Well, he scored a touchdown. I got him with two. <laughs> if you if he, you told I me he was only playing life. a half, I would still bet it. Jeez. Did anybody bet no? Uh, no, everyone is yes yeah, on Christian on. McCaffrey. That was a bad. I one. can't believe I can't believe in all these props we didn't do the Gatorade color. Well, the problem is we we were gonna do yes or no questions. We yeah. were gonna uh, do. So I was like, thinking of doing. We, we were gonna do. But like that would have that would have been the clincher. Yeah, we should have considered that, but we didn't. Life will go on. If, and you know what? That means red, more people have to eat sour. Red, 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 red is my yellow. Griffin told me there was some inside information on one of the colors. Well, it wasn't even inside information. It was somebody asked Kyle Shanahan what his favorite flavor of Gatorade is, and he said orange. Well, there you go. There you go. But now you got it requires you have to believe the 49ers are going to win. So I'm going yellow. Keep that in mind. That's very off the wall. Very. It's has it ever the been yellow? Gatorade color. I guess, actually, you know what? You're right. Yeah, I'll go you, green. You it's the it's Gatorade purple. color. Purple, purple uh, is the. So, so, so purple, I have a question because be I, I, I've been out of touch here. Have we, have we shown enough love to the Orioles for thanking? Are you thanking kidding them me? Have the... we shown enough love? It's all we've been talking. We haven't talked okay, football I, at all this week, dude. This dude, is like the first know. football segment that we've you, done. You and I, you and I will have a, call, a, a, a chat offline. God, <laughs> you didn't that? I didn't realize it was that bad. I didn't realize you were that disconnected. Of course, we're showing love to the Orioles. 
Um, by the way, it was purple when the Chiefs won last year. For the record, it was okay, the yeah, Gatorade pur- color. Never mind, purple's my color. I mean, and 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 who are you in love with right now? Who's the who are you enamored with at number thirty? We'll we'll talk more about it as we get into the year. I like the kid, uh, uh, the wide receiver out of Oregon, Franklin. Oh, okay. Everybody, I've I've seen a lot of Keon Coleman being the. Uh, yeah, the, you you know me with the six four receivers. It's not my cup of tea. Um, but I mean, I and I know that. Franklin's a taller receiver. Franklin, Franklin's a, a a unicorn to me. I mean, he's that taller receiver that runs, you know, he may run sub four four at the combine. And if you watch his route running, it's advanced. Um, I that that's I mean, if they go in that direction, and I'm not saying that they will, because obviously there there are many needs that this team is is going to have to fill. Um, but um, I kind of. I don't like him, you know, along Zay for for the next four years. How do you feel about the uh, the edge rusher from Missouri, whose name is blanking on me right now? Yeah, I mean, he's had a good career. Um, he's fine. Darius I, Robinson, I, I, that's his name. Yeah, I, 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 let's put it this way: I like him. I, I don't, I don't trust the Ravens when they when they draft edge rushers. They take too long to develop. I mean, like I, I, I watch, <laughs> I watch all these, all these rookies come in and have impacts, and ours just don't. And and it's, I, I, I again, and this is something, this isn't new for me. I, I just, I think they try to throw too much on rookie edge rushers and want them to, you know, defend the run and do all the things that a, a complete linebacker will do instead of early in their career just say, hey, see that guy that's going to get the ball first, go tackle him. And they don't allow their guys to do that enough. And um, I, I don't know what they do. I mean, edge is is certainly in play. They 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 need it. They need it. They need it. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. I mean, you know, right now, I mean, they have Owe. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and presumably it. they get a Jabo back next year. Yes. Well, but 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 right. right. Yes. I mean, assuming, but you know, again, coming off of two yes. injuries I, now in the I, last four I years. I hear you. I hear you. Um, and, and Owe, I mean, everybody can say what he wants. He's not, he's, he hasn't developed into the player that they were hoping. Yeah. He, he had a good, in. he had a good mid season stretch this year. And he, that, he, had that was, a, he had a stretch. Yep. I, I agree with you, but, yep. but that's not what you want. You want yep. an impact guy and he's, he hasn't been that guy. Um, but we don't know what's up with Bowser. We don't know, obviously with the, with the with the Van Noy and 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 that we don't know what's going on with with them coming back and you know yep. I like the Brian I like the Brian Burns idea that was floated around the internet <laughs> all all for, all for it go ahead yeah go right Loved ahead it. with Brian Loved Burns. It. I was like I was like, yep. I was like if, if if they'll say yes let's do it tomorrow do it no um doubt. but no but yeah doubt. I I I just I, I just don't have a lot of faith with them drafting edge rushers and and they have to because they need multiple ones. Um, but but we'll see. All right. Uh, uh, is there any scenario where Frank Gore Jr. does not perfectly fall to the Ravens <laughs> in the sixth round, Ken? Probably not the way the Ravens kind of kind of kind of draft and stuff like that. And again, I'm all for that. Uh, you know, I'll take I'll, I'll take my chance on the pedigree. Um, I, I I look. You know. I get it. I get it. But I'm not. Griffin wants that to be their plan at running back next year. Oh no no <laughs> no. Wants, that's like, can't be, wants yeah. it, it can't be the. Yeah, he wants the plan, plan to be Keaton Mitchell, Justice no. Hill, uh, and Frank Henby, Gore Jr. Yeah. No, it can't be the plan. They they look. I mean, I would love for them to to them and J.K. to to have a prove it one year deal. Um, 
and somehow figure that out with I, a lot I, of incentives. I would want that if you're bringing Gus Edwards back. I don't. I don't. I think that Gus Edwards is well, too important. To, I mean, I, I, I. And that, and then at that point, I'd almost can, say, can take I, it, can take I be Dobbins smart in. about it? Why yeah. bring Gus Edwards back? Well, I understand what you're saying because they don't use him. I understand the. Point. I mean, but I when, mean, why? But I mean, when, I, but I, when I, they do. <laughs> That's, I know, but but all right, all right. I got, the, I got, I, I, I gotta, I, I know gotta, you gotta, go, I gotta go. We'll, we'll, we will, we will talk more. I promise. We will okay, do this okay. again. Uh, <laughs> lo, love you, pal. Uh, be, be, get, get better. All right. Stop, I am. I'm, I'm on stop, the road. Stop trying to die on us if you don't mind. I, I'm not. This what this wasn't that. All right. I appreciate it. Love you, dude. Thanks okay. for doing it. Take care, guys. It's Bye. Ken Zalis, uh with us here on GCR. When we come back in from one Ken to another, Ken Niamatololo joins us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. Fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual best of issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. Contrary to what some people believe, I actually like this guy when he sleeps. Glenn Clark, talking sports. All right, back in here on GCR. If you missed it, Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson got together earlier this week. You can find it, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, pressboxonline.com slash video. Every Monday, Stan, Ross, and Luke talking baseball. Uh, so happy for our next guest. Look, you know, whatever we do, you guys know how I feel about this person not only as a human being but as a damn good football coach and I'm quite jealous of everyone at Santa who's at Jose State because they now get to have him as their head football coach he of course is the longtime head coach here at Navy 
He is our friend, Coach Ken Niamatololo, and he is back with us now here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn. It's always great to catch up with you, brother. Thank you for taking the time, and congratulations, sir. Thank you, Glenn. It's, it's, it was like old times talking, and it's uh, thank you again for having me on the show. I always look forward to talking to you guys. Man, it is good to hear your voice. Coach, did, can you just sort of take me through, did you, um, did you always know that you definitely still wanted to be a head coach? Did you think at all about, like, you know, life maybe is a little bit more simple not doing this at this point? Or was it always part of the plans, when I get the opportunity again, I want to keep doing this? The way things, I mean, it, they ended pretty abrupt. Yes. Uh, you know, at Navy, so I wasn't sure at first. You know, so I I think I took some time, uh, you know, the following months of January and February, just kind of figured things out. And then I thought, you know, I still want to stay involved, but I wasn't sure exactly what capacity. You know, I, I tried my hand and seeing if I could get in TV and, you know, I built some really good relationships with people over the years. Uh, I had a couple of interviews, uh, never got any call back. So obviously I did a bad job. <laughs> and so, uh, so I just kind of like, let me see what's going on. And then I had, I got the opportunity at UCLA, you know, and Bryce McDonald, my uh, former DFO chief of staff uh, called me and just said, Hey, uh, you know, Chip might have something for you. Would you be interested? And I said, well, what is it? You know, what's the position? He goes, well, we're still figuring that out, uh, but we'd love for you to be a part of it. And so, you know, call me back and let me know. I was actually in Guam, I think, when that happened. And when they called me back and they told me about what it would be, kind of a leadership position, help the players, help the coaches, kind of mentor. I, and I still didn't really know what it would be, but my son was there. He'd just taken a job as a graduate mm-hmm. assistant. So I went there and I thought it was awesome, Glenn. And, and then being there through all the spring ball, being there through this season, it was, it was different being in the back of the room and just watching Chip operate and being in staff meetings, but, you know, just keep, just keeping my mouth quiet and just observing and learning uh, from him. And just, it was a great learning experience. But then I think during the course of the year, I, I reckon I, I want to get back in it. I want to, I want to get back in it. I was grateful to come go there because I felt I was learning things that I wasn't exposed to at Navy as far as the portal, NIL, uh, you're, you know, you're, you know, I've been in conventional offices at Hawaii and at UNLV, but to be under Chip's offense was awesome. So I, I knew once the season started, things were going that, uh, you know, I wanted an opportunity to be a head coach, but also I wasn't going to just jump to anything. You know what I mean? Glenn, I, I want to make sure it's also the right fit for me and my family. You bring up a couple of things there that I had wanted to ask you about, Coach, and, and I guess I'll start with the offense, right? Because was that something that you had started to say, hey, I, I know that a lot of these other programs probably wouldn't be interested in the triple option, and so I've, I've got to make sure that I, I can understand that's not like, – was it, was it easy for you to say, hey, I can be a head coach somewhere where they're not going to want, run the triple option? You know, during our, you know, our whatever decade-long run, you know, whatever 12 years of run of, of good years, I had several opportunities at Power 5 jobs, you know, and I looked at them, and, but if I was going to go to those jobs, you know, there, there are jobs that in Power 5 conferences, and they weren't, you know, they're more towards the bottom 
in the conference, I like, if I'm coming, I'm going to do what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, and at that time, you know, you could still cut block and there, you know, we could still do what we do. But I recognize too, as things have evolved and the rules have changed, you know, some of our advantages that we had as a offense and some of the things they're, 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 they're negated now, you know, so you don't have those. So I, I started to recognize that if um, being here, that if I, if there's an opportunity, I knew I couldn't run the option. And so what were the kind of systems that I was looking for? Cause people talk about, you know, we ran a triple option. It was more than that. We had an, we had a system, the system I learned from Paul Johnson. I mean, his offense, he had a system, he knew how to fix it. Uh, there's a package in what he did, you know, it wasn't just a hodgepodge of plays. He had a system. And so I knew that system, you know, that he had taught me and I, I knew how to fix it. And so I knew if I wasn't going to do something else, I, I wanted a system. I didn't want a collaboration of different offense, different plays, maybe so to speak. That Because I, I feel like if you have a system there, it's easy for you to adjust. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it, I feel like you can be more consistent. You know, whether you look at the in the NFL, the, the Shanahan tree and the system, that they have from McVeigh and LaFleur and McDonald and all those guys that have come from his tree. And, you know, they have their own derivatives. Sure. Or, or they or are they right people. There's a system and then you kind of branch off it. And so I knew that I was looking for a system if I had an opportunity. And I, I knew I wasn't going to run uh, or what we ran in Navy. I, I I know that you were going to, you said you were going to hire an offensive coordinator, but do you still plan to be involved in you know, the he, more heavily involved in the offensive side of the ball. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, like, I mean, I was, I mean, I was obviously very heavily involved in offense and all my years at Navy. Yep. I mean, that's, I was been there every day, you know, for, I mean, I, I would go and check in on whoever it was, Buddy Green or Dale Pearson or, or Brian Newberry. Hey, what are we doing? You know, I trusted those guys. I was just okay. What 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 are your guys' game plans? But I I was never in game plan with them. My stuff was always with off, and that's that's how I got the job. That's yep. how Chet hired me in yep. 2007. He wanted to continue to do what Paul did, and after Paul, I was the next guy. You know, what I mean, that I was you know, I basically learned all this stuff from Coach Johnson, and so, um, you know, you know that's kind of, you know, how things evolved that way. But I knew I wanted a system, uh, Glenn, and, um, but I, 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 and I was kind of looking at what it would be, you know what I mean? Just what was the system? You know, because you see some guys, they do a lot of things, but they don't do anything good <laughs> or anything great. You know what I mean? It's like they, had, like, they have this offense and that offense. Right. I wanted to have a base and just branch off from there. He's Coach Ken Niamatololo, now the head coach at San Jose State, and he's with us here on GCR. The other part of it that you mentioned, Coach, and it's the thing that jumps out at me the most. Um, there's a lot of coaches right now who are saying, this era of football is not for me. Um, I, I'm, I'm sick of dealing with NIL and Portal. And as you pointed out, you didn't have to deal with those things at Navy. So I feel like from the outside, there would be a lot of people that would say, why would you want to go sign up for dealing with those things when you haven't had to? Can you walk me through why you say, no, that's, that's a challenge that, that I'm good with and that um, I'm not going to run away from? Well, I don't, 
No, it's still a challenge, and it was like, uh, do I want to get involved with this? Really? You know, I, I, I obviously I got a ton of friends in the profession, and you know, we'd always joke about what's going on with the NIL and the portal, and you know, recruiting is different now. You know, years past, it was so important, Glenn, to build relationships. Like our best recruiters are the best guys at building relationships. That was, that's all recruiting was. You build trust and you build relationships. Um, but now in recruiting, that's not really the case. It's more, <laughs> what are people offering? You know, it's, you know, well, they're offering me this, they're offering me that. It's, it is what it is. Uh, there's a ton of money now involved with it. You know, and I'm happy for the players to, to get that. I hope there's somehow they can give some guardrails, so to speak, where it's not kind of the, the wild, wild west. You know what I mean? And yes, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not opposed to, you know, players being able to receive compensation for stuff they do because they're, they're the guys actually playing. But it's, it's, it's kind of like there's nothing, there, there's no guardrails. You know what I mean, Glenn? It's just, you know, at least in the league, obviously, they, they, that's billions of dollars. Right, but there's free agency and there's a there's a cap and there's a salary cap and people know it's we're in college. It's just it's um, it's it's definitely different. But I also recognize it's part of it and it's not going away. So just try to embrace it. Um, I also recognize too that you know I'm not a spring chicken anymore. So I know I'm not going to be coaching for 15 more years. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I feel like it's something that you could do and. And, and I, but I think it's going to continue to evolve. I think people are recognizing that they at least have to have some type of rules. You know what I mean, it's not just. I, I think a lot know, of just, us. I think a lot of us coach are wondering if we're going to get into an era of contracts in in the coming years, right? And I know that's it's a uh, hypothetical at the moment, but especially with this Dartmouth ruling this week, like I I, I wonder if that's not the next step of this. Is that it? Just because they, there are contracts in place and. I don't know that that's a, a bad thing. I don't know where you got – I know I'm, I'm talking about a hypothetical. You're like, dude, I got things to worry about. But, like, I just don't know if that's no. not the next layer of this. Yeah, I think we just all evolve, and, we, and I agree with you, Glenn. I could see that happening. You know, there's talk about them becoming employees, which, hey, if that happens. But also, as you know, the becoming a, an employee, which is great because you get medical benefits and all those things, and, and they get paid – but they also got to recognize that employees also get fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. you know what I mean? So this guy in the NFL, you get cut. So it's just, if you take it all in, you know, the whole totality of it, I think it's great. But I think sometimes you talk to players, you say, oh, I want to be employed. We want to get paid. And you talk to parents, well, that's great. And I said, but are you ready for the other side of it? Like as a contract, like if you don't perform, there's a chance you could get cut. You know what I mean? Are you, the contracts become null and void? I mean, if it becomes like that, if it becomes true professional, like in the league, then there's two sides of it. And, and I think if everybody's okay with that, I mean, I, I don't know. There's, you know, we talk about this a lot as coaches and none of us know really the answer. Right. You know what I mean? But I, I agree with that that's where it could end up going. But, you know, I, I've been here, whatever, I don't know how many days, but uh, I mean, a big part of this fundraising now. Sure. You sure, know, so right. which which I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely okay with that. I, you know, I don't do a lot of things great, but to me, talking to people is kind of easy. I, I, you know that I mean? I that the relationship part of this would be 
you know, I, as much as I think that you're a heck of an offensive mind, I would say relationships would probably be the strongest um, if I were to grade the okay. strengths <laughs> for you. I, Coach, I, Thanks, I, I, I go a step beyond that. Um, I, I wonder, is it, as I bring up relationships, leadership, I guess, would be the thing. If somebody asked me what makes Kenny Amatololo special, I would say it's leadership and the impact. When I talked to the young men that you were around and the emotions that they would have and their families, leadership to me has always been that thing. Is it still the same now in this era of football? Can you still be the same type of coach? A lot of people bring up, like, these are guys now that the egos are out of control. They are guys that are making money to play football and they don't care what you think. Like, can you still be the same person in an NIL era of college football as far as being a leader is concerned? That's a great question. And I wasn't sure, too. I mean, I was coming here to see, and when I, excuse me, when I went to UCLA, um, like you said, the other part of your question, probably the most gratifying thing is that I still get texts all the time from former players just checking on me. Hey, Coach, how you doing? I'm, I'm over here. I'm in San Diego. I'm Virginia, you know, wherever they're at, and just checking how you're doing. And, you know, I just received one the other day from a guy talking about he's starting to lead his guys and the coach, I'm, the stuff that I learned there is the stuff that I'm using here. And I mean, you know, I mean, Glenn, we won a lot of games at Navy, but those are some of the more gratifying things for me. No doubt. You know what I mean? That just, I won't ever forget that. Like, hey, coach, I'm, here are the things I'm teaching my Marines. Here are the things I'm using with my sailors, you know, as I lead them. So that, I think is definitely applicable in that environment. But last year, I was I just was me. I wasn't going to try to be anybody else. You know, I mean, I was the director of leadership. I I didn't coach. I'm you know I I would see players as a coach. You always a head coach. You watch everything. So you know, I see a player. Maybe his shoulders are down at practice. Maybe he dropped a pass or something. I'll just go talk to him. Hey, how you doing? Hang in there. You know, I mean, you know. If you, if you need to talk after practice, or maybe I could just sense if, you know, something's bothering this kid, you know, I would just meet with them. So I was just me, Glenn, being there. But it was interesting when I left, um, again, just meeting with, you know, a bunch of kids that I saw, just, you know, it's kind of cool because I'm, I'm always, um, I'm not afraid to express my, or show my emotions to people, but just to say different players, I enjoy being here. He said, I love you, brother, take care of to express, hear kids say the same thing. Yep. You know, so I was like, you know what, kids are, people are people. If you treat people right, if you, they're the same, and just, so it was cool for me to see, you know, at, at a civilian school like UCLA, their leadership still matter. People are people. Relationships are relationships. If you treat people bad, it comes back, you know, it, that comes back to you. If you treat people good, it, the same thing is reciprocated. So I think it was reinforced to me being at UCLA that we're still human beings. Yes, there are some other things involved, but as you lead people like that, it comes back. And maybe some other guys maybe haven't been around that, but then they sense um, the genuineness that, that you're really concerned about them, that there's no ulterior motives. You're just trying to help them become, you know, better husbands and fathers. Um, like I said, I didn't change my mantra. I didn't change how I did things. And I felt like there was an impact even at UCLA. Uh, Coach Ken Niamatololo, now at San Jose State. I, I feel like that's the part of it that I haven't asked yet. So I, why San Jose State, right? Like what 
you know, outside of the fact that they called, obviously, um, why was this the right place and the right time for you to say, yeah, I, I can succeed here. This is a spot where I would want to be. Well, I knew I wanted to stay West. You know, my, my, my daughter's here um, and her family were in Hawaii. You know, so we're closer there. My, my, my dad is in Hawaii. I got family here and in Utah. My wife's parents are in Guam. So we wanted to be as close to them as possible. We were, you know, we were on the East Coast for 25 years. I raised my family there. Um, my son obviously is still coaching at, at, at the Naval Academy. But we knew that my wife and I wanted to get close to the parents. So when this opportunity came, I, I, had, um, I knew Coach Brennan. Uh, I think there's some irony and some stuff because I had yeah, seen Arizona. him practice. Yeah. At, at, yeah, he yeah. went to San Jose State. Yeah. I mean, watched him practice for their bowl game when he's at San Jose State. And they played um, Coastal Carolina. Uh, but I knew he was doing a good job. They've done a great job here. And he's done a great job in building the program. And, and I thought it made all the sense for us. And the people here have been unbelievable. You know, Jeff Kanye, our, our athletic director, our president, you know, Tina Madsen, she's been awesome. Our associate AD, Scott McDonald, all our coaches, just it's, I felt really good about coming here, but the people here have been awesome. You know, Glenn, they've been sky. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you my, know, uh, that's my guy. I was, I was, yeah, I was obviously with Scott Strassmeyer for yep. years, so many years in, at Navy, and now coming to meet Sky, just there's really good people here. So the relationship piece again, Glenn, I think is important to me. Just I want to get back in it, but I also want to be around good people and there are also people here in San Jose. You're really uh, two of my absolute favorite people in that business that you've been able to work with in Scott and Sky. I mean, that is, that's not a bad couple of SIDs to have in your life, man. Those are, those are two really good guys. <laughs> um, and, and Coach, I, you know, I, I say it because there's, there is a history, right? Like you guys played a series against San Jose State. You mentioned your son's still here. Yep. And, you know, I, I know that despite how things end, you still have incredible affinity for the Naval Academy. Is it something I, I know scheduling is tough these days and conferences are changing every moment. Is it something that down the road you'd be interested in or you'd be up for trying to make that happen? Yeah. I mean, I haven't really thought about that, but what you did say is true. When I, when they, you know, pulled me up here to the stadium to introduce me here and I saw the field and all I could think about is our, I think it was a triple overtime. Yeah. When, you know, with Keenan having, I think scored like seven touchdowns. I was like, last time I was here, we were here to like midnight or whatever it was. It was a super <laughs> game. But, um, but, you know, we'll see, you know I mean? I just, uh, yeah, but there is uh, some history here. Uh, fortunately we lost them twice too, but they, our last memory we won here in the stadium at, at the Naval Academy, but, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I understand. I understand, Coach. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know how I feel about you, man. I, I, I truly love you, and I am so happy. And I'm, I'm so happy for everybody at San Jose State. And I said that because they are lucky to have you. And um, I know they had a heck of a coach, but, but you're, I, you, I, I think they got a better one today. So I'm, I'm happy for everybody out there, and uh, can't wait to see. We, you know, I'm a San Jose State fan now, and my kids are going to have to learn that they got to root for the Spartans moving forward. That's the way it's going to be. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see what you're able to accomplish out there, Coach. Always appreciate you, and you know we will be in touch. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. 
Thank you, Glenn. Love you, my brother. Thank you. Appreciate you, Coach. Coach Kenny Matalolo. It's the way it's going to be, man. I'm going to be... I'm going to be talking about San Jose State football in the fall. You're going to have to deal with it. When they play a game, I'm going to be invested. I'm going to be watching. We're not picking Alabama, Texas. We're picking. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to go that far. San Diego State. I don't know that I can force everybody else to be as interested as I am. San Diego State. I'll be watching, man. I'll be watching. I'm telling you. That's how invested. So he brought up the sports information director. It's so random how this happens is actually one of my closer friends. Hmm. Um, like, like really, not just in the business. Like, His sports information director now is named Sky Kirstein, and he worked at SiriusXM when I was at SiriusXM. And we connected, and I have crashed on his couch, and he has crashed on my couch, and, like, close friends. And I couldn't believe it when I saw that Ken was going to San Jose State. I'm like, you got to be. This is unbelievable. I texted Sky. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, you you just got, this is the greatest thing that could ever happen in your life. And he texted me. He's like, dude, he's like the nicest human being ever. I said, I'm, I I don't know how to explain it. Like, he's, he's just, he's amazing. And a damn good football coach on top of it. You know, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, it's not the same thing. When you're not at an academy, so I that part will be fascinating, and um, what that looks like uh, offensively, not running the triple option. But I tell you what, I'm not going to do is doubt Ken Niamatololo. That's what I'm not going to do. One of the greatest, and I said this in a column once. It's very difficult to put into context because you're not you're not judging it by national championships because you're recognizing the fact that Navy couldn't win a national championship in this era, but based on accomplishments in in within reasonable judgment, what could be accomplished. Kenny Amatololo is one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen in the history of sports in this region. That's not hyperbole. Again, it's difficult to judge because like how do you judge that against, say, Pete Karinji, the soccer coach at UMBC, who it was impossible to win a national championship, and yet he once made the final four. Like, how do you judge that against a Fang Mitchell at Coppin State? I don't know how you measure that against Earl Weaver, who we would probably say is the gold standard of quote-unquote coaches. I realize in baseball we don't call them coaches. But how do you judge that against John Harbaugh? How do you judge that against... You know, Don Shula, Weeby Eubank. It's it's difficult. But he's in that conversation. Gary Williams obviously would be very high in that conversation. Um God, now that I think about it, is there never there's never been no one's ever won two championships. Is that right? Obviously, the three World Series all had three different managers, which is ironic because I'm guessing if you if I quizzed Griffin, he might have just assumed that Earl Weaver had been the manager for at least one of the other ones, but it was he was only the manager. No, it was not Davey. That's, da- what I, that's not what I said, yeah. <laughs> it was the other guy. 1983 World Series. Do you know the manager of the, <sighs> the Baltimore Orioles? I thought I did. Did I, you I really mean, think I, it was I, Davey I, Johnson? He wasn't the manager until the 1990s. Well, a little bit impressive. It would have been really impressive. Um, 
Dang, I guess I don't know. Earl Weaver was the manager in '82. It was one right. of the storylines that we talked about a lot. Yeah, I know. I know. That's year. why I'm mad that I can't that I cannot remember. Joe Altabelli. Ah, yes. He had come up through Rochester, and they brought him from Ro- when Rochester was the AAA affiliate of the Orioles, mm. um, and he replaced Earl Weaver. No chance that you know who it was in '66. None. Zero. No. Hank Bauer was the ah. manager of the 1966. So Earl Weaver only won one. Um. Obviously, John Harbaugh hasn't won a second one yet. Gary Williams didn't win a second one. Maryland only won one football, quote-unquote, national championship. The football stuff is always bizarre because back in the day, they they actually crowned a national championship, national champion before the bowl games. Uh, and I, like, I don't, was the best team. I don't remember what, what the year. So, like, the year that Maryland won uh, their national championship, uh, they oh actually no. lost their bowl game. Uh, and so they shouldn't have been national champions. But there was another year where they weren't national champions, but they were number two, played the number one team in the bowl game, won that game. And so they should have been national champions. So, yeah, they're champions. basically national champions. Like, it's, it's, it's it so bizarre in college football. Out. And, like, some schools will just, like, nakedly claim anything as a national champion. I'm not UCF even talking about The UCF thing, I think we all agree, is shtick. But, like, they will just say, well, we're, we're claiming it. Like, if you go back and look at history, we won the bowl game. We would have been declared national champions, so we are national champions. Oh, by the way, they are really unhappy with me that I won't just go along with Talia Tungavailoa being the Big Ten's all-time leading passer. Who's unhappy? Maryland. Oh, God. Very Do you, unhappy. you need to watch your back? And... I don't know, man. <laughs> I've gotten. They going to get rid of you? They are really unhappy about it. <laughs> like, multiple people have reached out to me about it. The Big Ten confirmed it. I I know it's hard to understand, but the Big Ten said so. Like, right. But, like, if tomorrow Major League Baseball told me that Aaron Judge was the all-time single-season home run leader, I would still have to say, no, he's not. Like, we don't just get to go by the conference said so. Like, that doesn't – we don't just get to make things up because we, we want it to be that way. Like, we have to acknowledge facts. We can't keep doing this. And I just won't go along with it, man. Like, I won't. I can't. I'm sorry. They're going to have to be mad. I can't go along with this bit. Like, I, it's weird. I, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. I feel bad for all of the parties involved. I really do. I feel bad for all of the parties involved. Like, it's unfair. Should have played his uh, bowl game. Yeah, I don't think he was going to throw for 500 yards or whatever it would have been that he needed. Uh, I mean, they, he might have. They might have. They might have. They were throwing the ball. Did not show up. Yeah, they were throwing the ball with ease. You're right about that part. Um, apparently, it's not a given that MJ Morris is going to be the quarterback next year, by the way. Um, have have been... Malik Washington? Well, Malik Washington still has another year, doesn't he? He's not coming out this year. No, he's not? Okay. No. No. Malik Washington's still... Right? Malik Washington's mm-hmm. still... I'm pretty sure he's next the 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 following class because he was a fret. In fact, there's a chance he was just a sophomore this year. No, he was a junior, right? Man, man. Now I'm. This is the kid from Archbishop Spalding. Yes. That uh, Griffin's talking about. Uh, he is the class of 2025. Yeah. Okay, so next year. Next. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, reclass um, and. No, apparently they they're still trying to say that. Um, Billy Edwards is in it's that it's a legitimate competition. It's not, you know, MJ Morris, it's not a wink wink. 
nudge nudge thing where like we're saying it's a competition, but you know, MJ Morris was our target. He's the guy. Like they are internally apparently saying, no, it's a legitimate competition between and that they would almost say that Billy Edwards might be the one with the leg up going into it. Just because he's played, right? Like he's he's done it. And they think he's a better passer than what he's shown so far. Like so far you would say he's more of like a Tebow type. Although I do think he has a stronger he's arm. He's unstoppable on the goal line. We know he's, that. We know that. That's a fact. Like if for some reason he doesn't win the quarterback job, they are gonna they are going to do everything in their power to make sure he does not transfer. Trying to think in who, fact, that might be would, the reason why they're, yeah, they're like, well, suggesting that it's a competition is try to drag this out as really long as they possibly from the can line to make guy. sure that Billy Edwards is still here in the fall to run those plays on the one-yard line. All right, and uh, we come back in. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get tubular to wind things down. Today's show has been brought to you by Toyota, and we uh, we love that the partnership that Toyota has. It's very important to us with County Sports Zone. CountySportsZone.com is your headquarters for local high school scores, schedules, and standings across all sports. CountySportsZone.com is proudly sponsored by Toyota. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hungry? With seven locations throughout Maryland, Glory Days Grill is always right around the corner. They have wings, burgers, salads, sandwiches, and drinks to satisfy everyone, as well as tons of televisions and sound delivered right to your phone. Glory Days is the best place to watch football or whatever your favorite sport is. While you're there, be sure to check out Goose Flights Lager, named in honor of legendary Raven Tony Goose Siragusa. $2 of every can is donated to the Goose Flights Foundation. Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Jeremy Kahn here. The ultimate sports betting experience in Maryland is at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook. Join me at either location in Canton or in Towson and place your bets in person and be a part of the action. It's the best in-class sports wagering experience complete with the ultimate TV package, ensuring you can catch every game all day, every day. Their state-of-the-art facilities bring Las Vegas energy right here to Maryland just in time for postseason football. So visit the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson and elevate your game day experience and hang out with me to bet, watch, and win at the Turtle. Coming back in here with Glenn and the other guy, uh, uh, Garrett, whatever his name is. You know who they are. All right, winding down for a Thursday edition of the program. Remind everybody what's going on. We just heard Jeremy talking about the Green Turtle, but Thursday really is the day to be at the Green Turtle. Exactly, because at the Green Turtle on Thursdays, they are offering you a free $10 bet at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton, and you can use that on whatever you like. There's obviously going to be some some NBA, some NHL tonight. I like Towson tonight going up against Delaware, uh, but you'd experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person bet. So go check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. Go pick up your free bet and make some money while enjoying some great food and sports tonight. Uh, Tyler uh, on Twitter. I wish people would relax a little bit on Jackson Holiday. He batted 260 in Norfolk, and inflammatory statements just add extra pressure. He was responding to Jim Bowden, who uh, said that uh, Jackson Holiday is going to hit 300 in his rookie year and, and could be rookie of the year. Uh, inflammatory statements just add extra pressure. This team does not need Jackson to be a contender. Let's let him get some more time. There is no rush. Apparently, Mike Elias was on 105.7 the other day and said that Jackson Holiday is going to spend some time at second base in spring training, which has led a lot of people to believe that Jackson Holiday might that we we might just have a more defined look at the infield moving forward with Westberg at third, Gunner at short, and Holiday at second. I'm still not really sure. Jorge Mateo somewhere in there, yeah. Um, Jorge Mateo is going to play against lefties, man. He's going to. Like, that's just the way it's going to be. He hits lefties. The good news is he won't have to play every day. Um, I don't I, – I think you can have a Jorge Mateo on your roster. I think you can have one as he long can as play, it's one. I mean, yeah. Who's he, the guy they, require, they acquired yesterday who's not Mateo, but it's like Matone? Maton, oh, Ma- Nick Maton. Maton? Yes. Was he with the Phillies and the Tigers? Uh, Tigers, for sure. Yeah, Tigers. For sure he was with the Tigers. He might have been with the Phillies as well. Nick Matan acquired by the Orioles. I think you have room for one Jorge Mateo type on your roster. One, if he can continue to hit lefties, right? Like, if he can continue to hit lefties, then you can survive. He doesn't have to play every day. He plays against lefties. You trust him defensively. I, I, I Our friend Paul Valley from the bat round was, like, obsessed with the idea of Jorge Mateo playing more in the outfield, and I, I've never understood it, like... In an emergency, like sure, but I don't. I'm not so desperate to create at bats for Jorge Mateo, and it nullifies part of what, like he's he's probably a fine defensive outfielder, right? Like he's probably capable of doing it, but you're never gonna want him to play every day. So if he's gonna play, wouldn't you rather have him playing the position that we know he's capable of playing at a high level? Jorge Mateo's value to the team to me is not as a utility player. It's speed. It's can hit lefties. It's you don't think you're taking a step back defensively when he's in the game. I don't think it needs to be additional versatility. To me, that's dangerous because then he might play more. <laughs> um, 
I don't know what Nick Maton brings to the table. Is I there anything particularly interesting any, about nothing. his splits? That uh, to me, nothing. Somebody, um, somebody said something on Twitter. I'm trying to, there was a tweet going around yesterday that maybe there was. If you did a deeper dive into his numbers, maybe you'd find something. That I, well, I mean, you know what? I guess I mean we should trust this front office, obviously. But uh, I don't Chris, think Chris Bzowski, whatever that is on Twitter. I don't think he's a a thing. Um, he tweets out. Traditionally, you see hitters' numbers fall off when hitting with runners in scoring position. That's not the case for Matan. There's a case to be made uh, for any guy with a 246, 392, 632 slash uh, 1024 OPS with runners in scoring position. How many did he did he uh, look up? How many at bats? Uh... He walks at nearly twice the rate with runners in scoring position than without runners in scoring position. He cannot hit right-handed pitching. His extremes and splits shouts lack of focus and immaturity as a professional hitter. Doesn't sound. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. Um, I mean, I don't think we're gonna see much of him. That's my. Yeah, I mean, I he comes off like a body and. Ninety-nine at bats with runners in scoring position. Those are those were his numbers. And they're not. They're not bad numbers. They're not. No. They're not amazing. They're 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 fine. I don't. I don't see anything that makes it relevant. Um, what was that? I? I just don't know. To me, it's a. I'm not. I'm not sure yet. I'm out on continuing to have these guys playing multiple positions. I'm out on that part of this, right? Like with the, with the exception of, for splits reasons. For we we need this guy on it. And I and I. Off the top of my head, when I say Jorge Mateo hits lefties, I don't know off the top of my head who hits lefties better between Jackson Holiday and Jordan Westberg. So if you want to keep certain guys on the field and they've got to slide over and play a different position that day, I get it. But I would in, I'm inclined to say if you're going to have Jackson Holiday work at second base during spring training, it's because you're committing to him as being the second baseman. If you believe ultimately that Jackson Holiday is the best shortstop of this bunch, then go ahead and move Gunner to third to have Jordan Westberg play second. I, I just don't want to keep doing the musical chairs. We have them all playing every position thing. I just maybe they've proven that like that doesn't impact them the same way, but like it seemed like at the beginning of the year last year, like that was impacting Gunner a little bit, right? I know that part of it was also just adjusting the major leagues. I would rather just have these guys play a position. Just that's your position. And if every now and then we need you to play somewhere else, we believe you're going to be capable of surviving there for a game. But you are the shortstop. You are the third baseman. You are the second baseman. I would just prefer for that to be the case for these players. And I truth be told I, I don't know who's the best at each of those spots obviously the question really is who it kind of I think it goes in order this way who's the best shortstop of the three they're the shortstop I it's funny because the inclination would be to have the next best play at third I think then it's second base then after that like of the next two and maybe the argument is, is there only one of them that can even play second base, right? Like, that might be the – third base seems to be the place where somebody – one of these guys is going to be capable of playing third base. It doesn't seem like they want it to be Holiday. No. 
doesn't seem to be the case. Um, so, I mean... But if they're convinced that Gunner's a better shortstop than Holiday is, then I'm fine with that. Have Gunner at short and Holiday at second. And Westberg, yeah. At third. It seems like we're pretty confident Westberg at second or third. Yes. Well, I mean, I just... Yes. Mm. These are fun problems to have. These are oh god, how much better are these problems <laughs> to have than any of the other things we've been in other years we'd be talking about Nick Matone being the second baseman. Like, well, they've got their second baseman. Yeah. It's Nick Matone. God. But if I, I would to echo with Tyler, if if they look at Jackson Holiday in spring training and say, You don't want to hear this, but we don't think he's quite ready yet, then I would agree with you. And I would hope that they have built up enough goodwill at this point that Orioles fans, for years, it was, we think you're manipulating service time. We think you're trying to screw with it. We don't We don't believe you. We think that you're purposely leaving the best players behind. But now with a team, they went just went out and got Corbin Burns. They're obviously trying to win today. That's not a move for five years down the road. That's for today. If we get to the end of spring training and they say, we just don't think Jackson Holiday is quite ready yet, I would like to hope that at this point there would be more grace shown by Orioles fans to believe them instead of immediately going to the, oh, you're just not putting the best players on the team. You're just... They want to help Norfolk sell some tickets. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's the case whatsoever. Yeah, if he's not ready, then he's not ready. But if they get him up here and they say, dude, I mean, we get it. It's, we'd, we'd like to have everybody get a little bit more seasoning, but this guy can play at the major league level today, then go ahead and let him play at the major league level today. Let's get a tidbit. Uh, tidbit. You didn't want to react to the NBA trade deadline at all? Or? No. I did see somebody. I saw something today. What, what, uh, what Bojan Bogdanovich. Going to the Changes Knicks. everything. Changes everything. Yeah. Changes everything. It's the other, or, uh, I guess the East <laughs> is fairly wide open. Gordon right? Hayward is going to uh, the Thunder. Okay. From Charlotte. Okay. Obviously. I don't think that impacts who's going to win the, the Buddy title. Heel is going to Philly. I saw that. I saw the Buddy Heel thing. That one that could be relevant, right? Like how far back are the Sixers at this point? Um asking the wrong guy. Okay. I will uh tell you in, you know, twenty seconds. I, I like I have I despite I'm pretty sure the Knicks have a are ahead of the Sixers. They are. Three games up. Uh two and a half. I'd still in my heart of hearts believe the Sixers have a greater chance of winning the east than the knicks do i would agree so they have i like this is also the difficult part i like buddy healed more than what he's actually proven himself to be as a player like i eternally because he's fun because he's a fun player because watching him gives you joy i just like buddy healed so whenever i hear buddy healed i'm always going to be thumbs up towards it and you assume because you assume philly like Embiid should be back for yes. April, yes, sometime in April, right. So, so yes, you still think that they have a better chance. chance than... um, and I saw Bridges said he wouldn't be traded or something like that from uh, Charlotte. He's just going to stay really in Charlotte more. for the rest of the season. That's a big bummer to Suns fans who thought that might be one more piece to kind of fortify them at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I just saying like, this is a fast because the Thunder are near the top of the West, right? Yes, but I would love are... to pull up pull up Superbook real quick. Thunder are uh, Thunder are leading the West. They're, they're leading the West. They're tied for first with uh, the Timberwolves. Wow. Sorry, there's a three-way tie. Nuggets, okay. Timberwolves, Thunder all have the same record right now. Well, okay. Well, then, I mean, if the Nuggets are tied for first, then the, the Nuggets are going to be overwhelming favorites. The Clippers are a half game back as well. Okay. So the I'm West gonna, is crowded. I'm going to guess, this is just me guessing, that if we pulled up the Superbook 
um, NBA futures for the conference, not for the league. Just pulled them up to win the West. I'm still going to guess it's Nuggets 1 and uh, maybe Clippers 2, Suns 3. But I'm going to guess that the Thunder, despite the fact the Thunder and Timberwolves are tied for first, I'm going to guess that they are, neither of them is in the top three. You would be correct. Yeah. Uh, the Nuggets are the favorite right now in Superbook, plus 200. Is it Clippers next? Clippers plus 225. And then Suns? Suns plus 700. Then, that's interesting, yeah, right? That's an interesting. They're very confident in Clippers. Right? Then. Like, it's interesting that they have so much more confidence in the Clippers than they do in the Suns. And then, yes, Thunder. Then I would say, yeah. Plus 800. Thunder, then T-Wolves, Timberwolves. Plus 850. I don't, even know. I don't even know. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even know who else is even in the conversation at this point. The, like, like somehow the they Lakers can, are. But I was gonna say they can only be so disrespectful to the Lakers because they did win the NBA in-season championship. Plus they two thousand. The Lakers are at. Right and now. you can always only be so disrespectful to the Warriors. Like somehow the Warriors probably still have better odds than a team that's in front of them. I'm so going. The to Warriors guess. are currently currently in eleventh. Okay. And they have the tenth best odds. So no, yeah. all right. That's not. That's not as. I, like the, I, the Jazz I are currently ahead of them. They skipped the Jazz. And, I, but and see, odds. I wouldn't have been surprised if they had them ahead of another team somehow. But maybe that would be the Lakers, and so they're not going to do that. All right, very good, very good. Tidbit brought to you today by Goose Flights. Goose Flights available all over town. Cans at Glory Days Grill, all of the Glory Days Grill locations in the state of Maryland, plus at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton, and also available in cans at Alonzo's in Roland Park. Cans and six-packs available at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North, as well as at Costas Inn in Dundalk. And six-packs and cases, cases of goose flights available at the Wine Source in Hamden. You're throwing a a big game party, you're going to your friend's big game party. When you walk in with a sixer or a case of goose flights, they're going to freak out because there might still be, like, local, you know, Ravens fans that aren't aware that the beer even exists. So you will be the star of the party this weekend if you show up or if you're hosting and you have a sixer or a case of Goose Flights, delicious lager, and more importantly, uh, making a difference as we're continuing Tony Saragusa's legacy by lifting up what his family is doing to continue his vision with the Goose Flights Foundation, which provides non-emergency medical transport for those in need. 198 from every can sold goes to Goose Flights. Find out more at pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights. Some fun games uh, around college basketball last night. Uh, Malik Brown. Loyola American. Of course, Loyola American. Um, Malik Brown of Syracuse. He had a 5x5 five five game. This was, he so had... Five of everything? Yeah, five, five points, rebounds, steals, ass- assists, and blocks? Correct. That's, that is crazy. I... It I really don't the, know how many of those there have been. There, it is the just the third one in uh, in college basketball over the last fifteen seasons. Yeah. Um. Any idea? There's one. The, any idea who one of them might be? The local. Fifteen. Local. Mm-hmm. Someone locally had a five by five game in 2021. Someone in 2021 had a five by five. A local player mm-hmm. in 2021? Yeah. He was the defensive player of the year in his conference, I believe. 
Uh, the one you're not going to get, Texas A&M Corpus Christi's uh, uh, Rashawn Thomas. Oh, I, I totally could have gotten oh, Rashawn Thomas. That one was Rashawn the one. Thomas in That's actually exactly what I was thinking In 2016, of. you knew that one? Um, I'm guessing it was at Towson. Um, so, no, it was not okay. at Towson. Defensive player of the year in this conference. I'm, the hint I'm about to give would give it away, so I don't want to give it yet. Was so was it at UMBC? No. Maryland? No. Loyola? No. Morgan? No. Coppin? Coppin. Uh Nenda Tark? Uh or Nen- the other Anthony yes. Tark. Sorry. Anthony, Anthony, Tark. Anthony Tark. Okay. Yes. All right. Anthony Tark did this uh cool. for, for Coppin and he was the cool. MEAC defensive player of the year that year, I think. How about that? Um yeah. Uh, another quick college basketball one for you. Uh so Michigan as well as the Detroit Pistons, they both uh, had big upsets yesterday. They they beat teams with a four that were 400 points better than them in win percentage. And this is the second time, like the, at least the last 30 years, that a team from the same state, college, and okay. their NBA team uh, won a uh, won a game in a 400 point winning percentage point difference. As Michigan beat. Uh, Wisconsin, it's extraordinarily random. And then the Pistons won yesterday as well. Uh, the last time this happened, 1995. More stunning that Michigan and, and Detroit just won games right. yesterday. Um, last time it happened, 1995. Any idea? The <laughs> Not a chance. Pepperdine, uh, Pepperdine, ah. seven and eighteen. They took down Steve Nash's Santa Clara Broncos. Okay. And then this, on the same day, the Clippers uh, also. Had nine wins and they beat the Lakers. If you say so. With 34 wins at the time. I'd believe you. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then finally, uh, Talia Tungavailoa. He is the all time passing leader in Big Ten history. Can you round out the Stop top 10? That. Can you round you, out the top 10? This, can you just do this on the fly? I mean, yeah. Can you round out how, how many of the top 10? I think you should well, go I, to name seven. Obviously, we know easily. that they said he passed what, uh, what Adam Weber from Minnesota was who uh, they alleged that he passed. <laughs> But <laughs> he, on my list, he's third. Weber is. Yeah. Is Breeze second then on your list? Breeze is fourth. Well, Sorry, I don't know. Sorry, what your the list. list. This is the list. Is I thought they alleged that he passed Adam Weber. I thought that was the. Um, okay, then then. So you got three of the top four. The other one is number two. You'll know. You'll know what. Uh, the same school as Drew Breeze. Oh, Curtis Painter. Curtis yeah, I do Painter. remember Curtis Painter being in the conversation. How many others of the top ten can you get here? <laughs> the problem is like when you think of like you know, um, you could think of the Greasies, for example, but they just played in eras where there wasn't as much passing. Obviously, right. Bob played significantly in an era there was not as much passing. So, and this does not count yet. USC, UCLA, Oregon, or Washington quarterbacks. Correct. No. We have not put them in the Big would be Ten. Pac, the conference formula Pac is the two, Pac-12. right? The Pac yeah. two conference history. Um. So, if we went more recently, uh, I guess I should. Uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. No, not Dwayne Haskins. See, where's Dwayne Haskins on here? Um, surprisingly, no Ohio State quarterback in the top ten. JT Barrett at twelve would be the highest mm. Ohio State QB. Okay. Maybe they didn't hang out. They didn't hang around long enough. Or yeah, I mean that's part of the issue. There weren't a lot of four-year guys. That's that's fair. Uh, Michael Penix. No, Michael Penix. Is there an Indiana quarterback on the list? There is not. Is the only other one I could think of would There's be Antoine Randall L. Those would be the two Indiana. <laughs> oh no, there was uh, Sudfeld, right? 
There are two Northwestern quarterbacks. Two Northwestern quarterbacks. Trevor, Trevor Simeon? Uh, no, not Trevor Jesus Simeon. Christ. Um, uh, uh, Clayton Thor- Thorson. Yes, Thornton. yes. Clayton, well done. Clayton yeah. Thorson with the Northwestern He's still in the Wildcats. league, right? Isn't he still um, on a roster somewhere? He was on the Eagles roster for a minute, I think. Uh, is the other one Steve Schnurr? Because if it's not, I'm not going to be able to name another Northwestern quarterback. Um, he, uh, sorry, I clicked out of it. It was uh, no, it was okay. from 02 to 05. This Northwestern Wildcat, Brett uh, Basanes. Ah, Mr. Mrs. Basanes' son. <laughs> Two Penn State QBs. Jesus. The last Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. Put it on a dime. Number eight, we think, in the all-time Big Ten. Huh? <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. There's no chance it's also former Raven Wally Richardson, is it? No, it is not. Uh, is it Clifford? Yes, Sean Clifford, okay. number six on the list. All right, so there's the top eight. The bottom two, another Purdue quarterback and another uh, Michigan quarterback. And it's not greasy? It's not greasy. For either one. I guess that would have qualified either way. <laughs> the other Michigan quarterback is... Guessing it's not Denard Robinson. No, it was not. It's not JJ McCarthy, is it? No, it was not JJ McCarthy. Uh, who are the other slappies they had? Cade McNamara. Not Cade. Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Okay. Number ten on the on the list, out of Michigan. And this Purdue quarterback, he is, I believe, still in the league. Still in the league. Still in the league. Purdue quarterback still in the league. Uh, uh, let's see. Clay Thorson. Uh, uh, it's twelve twenty six. Most Just recently was on the Houston Gamblers. Uh, well, so he's not in the league. Yeah, right, t- tell me, it's twelve twenty six. Uh, David Blah. Oh, David Blah. Yeah. David Blah. Right. Number nine. Right. Those That's are your uh, all time Big Ten passing leaders, headed by May- maybe <laughs> they might be, or they might not be, headed by Talia Tungle. No one knows. No one knows. I don't know why I didn't guess Aiden O'Connell when you said another Purdue quarterback. Yeah, oh, O'Connell's fourteenth. Is he? Okay. Yes. That would have made sense to guess him. He's definitely still in the league. All right, uh, very good. Tubular is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. Tell us all about it. Sports and Social, the place to be on Sunday for the big game at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. It features an on-site FanDuel location, and it is your ultimate spot to watch the big game on the massive 100-foot media wall. So order up your favorite game day bites, take a sip from our signature crushes and extensive beer selections, all just steps away from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Watch, wager, and win at Sports and Social at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Adirondo Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLING. NFL honors tonight on CBS. Lamar Jackson will receive his second MVP trophy. Um, We'll also find out the Hall of Fame class, the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Who was the Ravens' Walter Payton Man of the Year? Was it Roquan? Yeah, it was Roquan, right? Um, I don't think there's anything else really that involves the Ravens. John Harbaugh could be coach. Could be, but I don't think anybody really thinks that's going to happen. Munkin and McDonald were assistants. Oh, yeah, that's possible, right? That's possible. I thought there was one more. Was Zay a nominee for Rookie of the Year? I don't think he was. No. Whatever. Lamar's winning MVP. And the Hall of Fame class, to me, is the other interesting part. We we, we understand earlier in the week there was a leak that Devin Hester was part of it. We will see. We expect um, Antonio Gates and Julius Peppers to be part of that group. And then hopefully a wide receiver hopefully gets in on this class. But tonight, 9 o'clock on CBS. (laughs) Delaware Towson at 7. It's on Flow Hoops and MeTV Baltimore. But you'll be listening to Rita and Glenn on 105.7 The Fan. So that's what it is. 
Uh, ESPN Plus, UMass, U, uh, Lowell, UMass Lowell, UMBC at seven o'clock. Manhattan at Mount St. Mary's at seven o'clock. Big Ten hoops tonight on Big Ten Network. Iowa, Penn State at seven. The rest of the college basketball find at glennclarkradio.com. Monumental Capitals, Panthers at seven. ESPN Lightning Islanders at eight, and then boxing tonight at ten thirty. I think because it's in Vegas, so it's like part of the Super Bowl week festivities. It's uh, Tiafimo Lopez taking on uh, Jermaine Ortiz tonight at 10.30 on ESPN. TNT, Mavs, Knicks at 7.30, Nuggets, Lakers at 10. Golf for round one of the Phoenix Open, which is always uh, one of the... Uh, if you're a casual golf person, this one's fun because they get drunk at this event. I went. I don't remember any of the golf. I was hammered. <laughs> hammered. Nice. The Phoenix Open. Uh, but that's the bit with the Phoenix Open is that it's the tournament during the year where you're supposed to be, like, rowdy. It's not supposed to be a golf crowd. Uh, the Round one is today at 4 o'clock on the Golf Channel. Access TV for TNA Impact at 8. Anything non-sports-wise? Um, of course. Practical Jokers returns. New episode on True TV at 10 o'clock tonight. I'm not doing it anymore. Bobby Moynihan will we'll be uh, God bless. participating with the Jokers. Um, I was kind of like Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Check it out. Andre 3000 will be on Stephen Colbert tonight. Uh Following the NFL honors, I'm not sure why. Uh, he's still doing. Touring. I mean, he's still touring. He announced okay, a yeah, tour yeah. for the flute record. Dua Lipa will be on. Uh, Kimmel Fallon will have Kid Cudi tonight. I'm not sure. Oh, because he just had an album. Okay. Um, uh, Netflix will have this new series called One Day. It's based on that movie, which was based on the book with like Anne Hathaway. Sure. Um, I believe you. It's like a. It's like a rom. It's like a romantic. Uh, yes. A, 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 Rom-com? Drama, drama, no, not rom-com. Dramedy, yeah, no, like a no, like romance drama. No, it's just a just a, a romance chick flick or whatever. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. But it's a sh- it's just, uh, whatever. All right, a uh, couple to thruple new series on I Peacock. Saw something about that actually. <laughs> Couples, <laughs> they try to figure out if they want to figure out if they want to be a thruple like or not. Polyamory, yeah, sure, whatever. The Traders new episode on Peacock as well. Season two premiere of of a uh, Halo as well on Paramount Plus. Cool. What's next for Master Chief? You'll be listening to Reading Glenn on 105.7 The Fan tonight from 7 to 9. Doing stuff. All right. Uh, thanks today to Ken Zalis. Thanks also to Ken Niamatololo. Big day for the Kens. Oh, yeah. And also thanks today to um, Jim Bowden. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Stan is in tomorrow. Buck's going to join us. Buck Showalter. Yeah. Saw him doing some media rounds this week. Not really promoting. It's not like the Radio Row thing. I don't think he was promoting Right Guard. Like he was just talking baseball, so we said, well, we'd like to talk baseball <laughs> with Buck. Obviously, it's been a little while because he was – although, did we have him on after – did we have him on around the postseason? Because he – didn't um, he do some media? Not – I don't think I did. No? Unless you had him somewhere. I wonder if I had him on the radio show then. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. around me. Maybe. Or, yeah, like the week you were gone. It's possible. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But uh, we'll have Buck uh, back on the program tomorrow. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Very good. Thanks, everybody, at PressBox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costasin, Superbook Sports, Glory Days Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin, at Griffin underscore Bass. We're at Glenn Clark Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Have we started the AMSR videos? Have we gotten – where are we with those? We're, uh, we're working on it. But has the conversation been had? Oh, for God's sake! You're not gonna get the promotion that you, you <laughs> right? That promotion. Abandon yeah. the campaign. It's been it's it's been bleak. Yeah, I know. Got to work on that. Have a great Thursday night. Go, uh, uh, Towson, UMBC, Mount St. Mary's hoops. Duke sucks. <laughs>